0: Zelda podcast.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to the Zelda Informer podcast, my name is Adam, as always, welcome to episode 44 of the podcast, that opening was brought to you by Brandon, and this closing theme will be brought to you by Jish. G- Here is the rundown of the news that we all heard this week. In Zelda news, copies of Wind Waker HD are now being sold with a blue background instead of gold one. In gaming news, the cult hit Journey hits the PS4 on July 21st. Fans of the Guardian of the Galaxy series got some great news this week when Disney announced that the premiere of a new animated series features our not-so-heroic band of heroes. And for our anime fans, the long-awaited series Dragon Ball Super has premiered in its first episode in Japan, and translators have already released subtitles versions online. And there was kind of an uproar this week when it was made public that YouTuber PewDiePie made over $7 million in 2014. And a new Star Wars app helps you prank call your friends and check the weather of Tatooine. Also, a fan has uncovered a rare Nintendo PlayStation prototype. And Mighty Number no. 9, the upcoming spiritual successor to Mega Man, is being made into a feature produced by the people behind Dead Rising Watchtower. That's some of the news for this week. We're going to get into some more of it, maybe. We'll get into some fan topics. Thank you for joining us once again. My name is Adam, and this week I'm happily joined by...
0: I'm Jake, and I have a really depressing Amiibo story to tell you guys.
1: Yay! <laughs>
2: I'm Set. Chris, and I did watch the translated version of Dragon Ball Super.
1: Oh, <gasps> it It's great. Can we talk about it? Oh, I would love
0: uh, to talk about the new Dragon Ball.
1: Cool. Yeah.
3: And I'm, uh, and I'm Matt Pat from the YouTube shows Game Theory and Film game Theory. Theor- at, Sorry,
1: yes, is. indeed, game Game <laughs> Theory,
3: indeed. And I am the least important person on today's podcast. Right? Aww. Don't do that.
1: I hate. Oh. Don't pandering is it, is it, isn't isn't that your th- you didn't do it so i figured there's a reason why pandas it. are an endangered species matt
0: for those of you at home i hate self-deprecation like i hate self-deprecating humor I yeah matt let us let
1: you. us make fun of you here we can do it right now it's very easy okay jake yes jake try to say game theory or game try to say the theory thing. No, no it was eh, more the... it, it, could, it could do <laughs> somewhere some it, it could do some hold on let me do it it's not just a theory it's a game th- <laughs> 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 Sorry. It's hard to it's hard to say it. Another bubble in your throat or something? <laughs> no, I just uh it's hard to say that 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 catchphrase. It is. It's it's tough. So it's a little it's a little difficult. I'm sorry, that was mean. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's, it's, man,
3: I just I just agree to come on and all of a sudden it's just a barrage of hate. It's it's just got gotcha Light, lightning yeah. rod of hate. We got you
2: right hate. where we want hey, you game theory. You we just like to make fun of people. You are now. the worst, best, the greatest person on on I Love You. I mean, <laughs> wow!
3: There, there were so many conflicting emotions there. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm simultaneously
2: repulsed. I'm very, and moved.
3: Pa- I'm very passive aggressive today.
1: <laughs> Everybody had an opinion on that one. I think that, uh, I think Chris just needs a therapist. Uh, I need a theorist, is
2: what I need, Adam.
1: Uh, Boy, did I get one. We're gonna, we're gonna oh, get in yeah. some theories today. We're gonna get in some of the uh, fan I, I want to mention this in advance because I think we should. Uh, just get this one out of the way. Uh, remember how I said that we uh, we would read fan, the- uh, fan fiction fanfiction on the podcast, because uh, we made that, that boast a few times. Unfortunately. Well unfortunately, uh, a few of you called us out on our bluff. And uh, we're gonna have to read one tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Oh no. I'm look so glad forward. that I'm joining this episode. Oh, yeah, because that's happily yeah, be be to the the
0: narrator and he yeah, uh, gonna... breathed guy. You know, you know, the one that says like the he said.
2: Yeah, Yeah. that narrator. Yeah,
0: that guy. Right,
2: He gets Uh, to set the stage and the settings and such.
1: All right, but uh, before we start all that, I want to ask, what have you guys been playing recently? What's uh, what's going on in your gaming life?
0: Uh, Arkham Knight, which is both simultaneously really good and very disappointing. I played
1: Um, Arkham City again for PC, and I'm so mad. Oh, yeah, why is that? It's so bad. Arkham City? (laughs) Yeah, oh my god, it is so bad for PC. I was shocked. Because I love that game, and I played it so much on the Xbox.
0: Oh, the PC port is just bad? It's just terrible. So many
1: bugs. I watched the cutscene where Batman's cape flew above his head and then, like, threw another dude and just, like, (laughs) fluttered. I was like, this is... That was the simplest problem. That was just a visual problem.
2: Adam, are you playing with keyboard and mouse on that game? I am. Oh, well, I mean, that's one of your problems.
1: Yeah. You gotta get the controller. Don't make it for PC if you can't make it for keyboard and mouse. Just don't do it. Eh. You um, just, it's just a sham. Wait, so I want to hear why Arkham Knight is
3: simultaneously great okay. and yeah. Um, yeah just well, I, it, it, it involves
0: out. the narrative. Well, okay, first of all, the Batmobile is, there. okay. I, you don't I, like
1: it? I liked it.
0: Alright, Uh, there's been a lot of complaints with the Batmobile controlling pretty poorly oh, and okay. the tank and being able to run over people is, like, the least Batman thing you well, could possibly do. Well,
1: no, he doesn't run over people. He, he tases it, people yeah, and they jump them. out of the
0: way. But, like, even when you, you could still run over, like, an unconscious body. Like, I, I just, like, make my wheel go back and forth on someone and they're, think... <laughs> <laughs> like, and the body that's... won't move. Like, it's it's going to stay there underneath my wheel. But uh, it's it's weird because, like, the Batmobile is such a precise, you know, like, powerful thing. And it leaves, in the player's hand, there's too much margin for error that I
1: don't feel like Batman when I'm using it. I feel like I'm playing Grand Theft Batman. <laughs> I mean, I, it's weird because, like, I saw a video online of, I think it was, like, someone figured out how to, like, glide across as Batman do a glide kick into someone who's on a rooftop and he kicks them off. And Batman just says, dead. What? And I'm like, what? is that real? I don't lie. know. I just I just it's saw this lie. randomly. It was like a, a vine or something that I just saw, and I was like, I need this to be real because I want to do this now. Also, um, I, uh, I'm
0: sorry? i sorry. No, no, you think up.
1: So. I was going to say that yes. I I was recently playing the, part of what I was doing was playing the DLC for Arkham City, uh. and that, that's where my complaint came in because uh, I was playing the Robin section, and I felt mad as a fan of Robin, but also just mad at the game itself. Uh what I ended up doing was like gimping the game where I would I would jump up to like one of those really high balconies and I threw the remote control uh he calls them shurikens or batterings yeah, but Robin's yeah. version. Which I like better, better than, than Wingdings. Wingdings. Night-W- Nightwing's Ste- my
0: favorite hero, and he disappoints me so much with his naming conventions.
1: You should just name them hoagies. <laughs> is that what he calls his like his <laughs> sticks hoagies or something? Like is he gonna name all his things after food? Is he just hungry? He looks very hungry. He doesn't eat that much.
0: They're called Screma sticks,
1: mind you. So That sounds like a a delicacy um but yeah i just i use remote control batarangs and i would just like use the physics in that game and abuse it so that people would fly off of ledges because there's no other way to like you can't just like get people off of roofs you have to like tip them over a railing or something or else they won't just fall off because the game is set up in a way that you can't like push people off of like tall structures so you can't kill anyone but i managed to do it
0: Uh, I was going to say another thing about Arkham Knight that's been kind of upsetting. I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm not. Don't worry. Please don't. Please Uh, do. I I, I will not. Don't worry. Um, Okay. So we all know Scarecrow's the main villain, and Arkham Knight is, like, another main villain.
1: Which is a cool...
0: Yeah, yeah. Scarecrow is fantastic in the game. Arkham Knight is super disappointing. Because... Really? I'm... Now bear in mind oh. yes, I haven't made it far enough in the plot where he's unmasked, but I can tell you, if you have even five percent investment in Batman lore, you'll know who it is the first time you see him. Like Adam I and I were having that. coffee and he was like, Oh, is it this person? And I'm like
1: <sighs> He just looked at me like he's like he's like, it's it's it might be who you think it is, and I was like, Oh, is it that person? And he's like he just, like, looked at me as if, like, I just guessed his, like, birthday without ever having spoken to him before or it, something. Just, it, like...
0: it makes me a little disappointed in Batman in that game because he's the world's greatest detective. And they're, like, it's so obvious in this guy. Not because I'm a Batman fan, but, like, even he should be able to figure it out. Like, the way he talks, the amount of knowledge he has about him. There are only so many people who could possibly know this kind of information and he doesn't, like, figure it out.
2: Jake, it's... I feel like you keep talking and it's, I'm, I already know who you're saying it and I haven't even... Played the game yet?
1: Do you want to guess? We can bleep it yeah, out. Yeah, we'll
2: bleep it out. I can't. I have three guesses. All right. we'll all right. Bleep all of them.
1: <laughs> I just like imagining how it's gonna sound. Um, go for it. Do you want I me guess... to say yes if you find it? Uh,
2: well, I mean, I already spoiled part of the, the the Arkham Knight with me, so um, uh, it's gonna be one of these guys that's that is like sort of the new Joker. Um, fucking, what's this old guy's name? You know what I'm talking what's... about? He's he's no. like sort of Joker, but he's not like i don't know
1: i don't know who you're talking about uh but i do know that um the, Wait, you, there was and this get, is a little bit of sidetrack because you mentioned the joker uh gotham is showing off some like images of its season two production i love that show by the way i don't care what anybody else says it's a great show shut up i haven't uh, heard people say it's bad <laughs> a lot of people like are like this isn't batman and I'm like shut up it's gordon and i love gordon so much uh but they they're showing off uh the guy who's possibly going to be joker they're like hinting at it but if you if if you don't know this guy's going to be joker now like you're not really paying attention to characters uh uh they were showing that off so and people were like going crazy about online like could this be that he's the joker and it's like yeah yeah he he looks like the joker He, he acted like the joker at one point i think he's the joker it's pretty obvious but anyway, back to your guesses. Yeah, uh, made
0: one weird one that even I don't even know if we could censor that because I don't know what the hell. Yeah, there's nothing about. there. I don't think anyone <laughs> no, understood <laughs> it.
1: It was like, <laughs> yeah, oh, no, that, that like, guy who's Joker, but not really Joker. But is it like Joker. old? I don't, funny I don't know. Guy? Do you have okay? The thing Chris, is, I don't know
2: if I'm ruining the game for you because I ruined the game for sort of the game for me by watching this one cutscene about the game. Chris, um, what?
1: I'm gonna make this simple for you. What? Say the character's actual name. I don't know his okay. actual name. What are your other are you, you don't have a guess. I just know that he's the guesses? Joker. Um, okay, so new Joker is your first guess? Okay, it, whoever,
0: it, whoever it, new it, Joker is. that's There's guess like one.
1: three new people that have... Did you guys ever watch the
2: Batman
0: Beyond Oh, movie? yeah, I know what you're talking about, but... Yeah. Uh, is it one of those guys? Keep guessing. Uh, Keep guessing. Uh, f- Wow, okay, never mind. <laughs> you truly do not know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh I, no, I thought it was one
2: of the Joker dudes. Um, if not, then whatever. F- I have a
3: guess, but I'm not. I'm not going to go there. I'm just going to play the game and enjoy it myself. I, I
0: won't be firm or deny, but
1: you can say it.
3: No, no, it's, I, I don't. I don't want it. To, if I'm right, I don't want it spoiled. So who no, no, gonna we're gonna
1: it. no, we're not going to say it. We're not going to say it. But me and Jake will talk about it later. Obviously.
3: <laughs> Fair enough.
2: Is it? Listen, man, I just want to talk about the ga- my games I've been playing. Yeah, let's get to that. I just want to hear hear Matt's
1: guess really quick. It's going to drive me nuts. No, no,
3: that's it. That's it. it. We're done. We've moved on to to Chris's games of the week. Oh, God. No, I I don't want to hear about
0: Chris's life.
2: Hey. (laughs) Hey, Jake. Listen, you. Listen up. This is my time. You had your fun. You but, had fun.
3: Well, you just you also, also had your time guess. trying to trying to guess the joke or not joke with it. Yeah, ti- I think it's my time. I think it's my time. You know what I'm That's being cut
1: week? out oh, this I'm God. playing. Falling into it. disorder.
3: I'm, I'm playing Nintendo Land and Smite. That's what yes. I'm playing Ooh. this week. Okay,
1: I don't care about Smite, but Nintendo Land is amazing and I hate that, that more people don't love it right I, mean, I it's okay i love Nintendo it's Red. such
3: a good I, game i just i like for whatever reason i just kind of skimmed over it you know when when it was first released and when i got my wii u and stuff i'm just like oh it's it's gonna be a tech demo whatever and so i didn't really it's so much it. more yeah it's it, just, it
1: really is like it's it just such mini games it's the best sequel to a lot of series franchises that we've never had it is the first multiplayer zelda game in a long time it's fantastic felt good yeah, because Four Swords for the 3DS was awful. It, it made Pikmin really fun, fun. It made
2: Pikmin really fun. Pikmin's
1: fun. The the, the, uh, the Metroid one is amazing. The
3: F Zero racing one is fun. The, oh, I love that game. I'm so good at it. Are it's, you? That yeah. that was pretty hard.
1: Um, I cream people in that game. Good job. Yeah, Murasama oh,
0: yeah. Castle is pretty hard. I, I can never get the hang of that one.
1: Oh, that game is d- difficult with the ninjas. Oh, you and know, the Takamaru is
0: going to be in Smash. Really? Yeah, he was. Really? Sakurai said that he was, but there was not enough like understanding of who that character was. So they were like, "Marth kind of fills the Japanese swordsman gap. We don't need it." DLC, really. DLC, and I wanted him because uh, because it was it would have been a very East versus West thing with like Little Mac and Sakamaru. That would have been cool.
1: That is a cool idea. I, I yeah. like that. But whatevs. That's a to- that's a topic later in the podcast, isn't it? Like, who who do we want in Smash? Yes, yeah, we're going to talk about that for a little bit because uh, we had some uh, questions about that, I think. Oh at least somebody asked about that. I, yeah, someone asked about uh, Smash Bros. That so is. we're going to talk about that later. Um, but yeah, which which part of uh, Nintendo Land did you specifically like? Because I love to death Mario Chase so much. Oh, that's so much it, fun. It is... He, I remember playing with a bunch of my friends from high school and I got us to get into this mood where we're screaming curse words at each other. <laughs> Like, get that and, like, cut him off at the past right. and, like, and we were just screaming all the Mario tunes we knew that's, acapella, that's a... and it was, it was the most fun I think I've had in games in yeah, years. Yeah, Mario,
3: Mario Chase is a blast, the, um, Metroid <laughs> the... Blaster one uh, is, oh, it's so
0: good.
3: right, it's, it's, it's fantastic, like, it's, it plays so well, it's super fun. The music is nice. Yeah, just just across the board. Like I've been so impressed with Knockouts. the the variety of mini dude. games, like how fun each one is.
1: How I want the a control. Nintendo Land level in Smash Brothers. Why didn't they I want that? I want a Nintendo Land uh, sequel. I mean, I think I'm. I was talking to Rosen about possibly doing an acapella cover of that theme because no one does it, and I'm like, that's such an offense. I to love
0: me. that, dude. I love uh, that theme song. It's so it's, cute. It is. It's, it's adorable. So
1: cute. The that yeah. that is so and cute.
3: also, I mean, and, and in a, in an era where like Mario Party gets all the love, like. The mini games in Nintendo Land, I enjoy. Solid so, knockouts. Yeah, I, I enjoy oh, yeah. so much more than a lot of Mario Party stuff. Uh, it's it's just been mm-hmm. a blast to play, and like you said, you're you're screaming at your friends to you know like catch Mario, whatever. Like it's 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 a really really good time that's been like criminally overlooked. Yeah, uh, it so, was so it's the, it's the best use of the Wii
1: U gamepad. Like and it got 100%. it's percent It's the only sense. only use of only the real Wii U gamepad. Yeah. It's the best motion controls in years. Yes. Oh, yeah, it, it's for the Wii U gamepad. I had so much fun with Skyward Strikes in that game, and I never thought I would say that about any game, Skyward Strikes <laughs> being fun. God. Uh, but Chris, what have you yeah. been playing recently? So, find out I, your, your guess. I've been doing a lot of uh, Kingdom
2: Hearts 2 HD Remix, uh, the, specifically in that the Good. Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix, uh, and that's been really fun, because I love Kingdom Hearts, as, as all you fans know.
1: I call I kind of want to get back into one of those, like, the bigger mis- max- mashups, I guess you call them. Where yeah. It's like all, um, the, informa- all the games no, and stuff into one. The HD remixes
2: are great. I love them because now I can play it on my HD PS3 and I don't have to look for my PS2 cables and controllers and do some weird stuff because all my cables kind of suck. Um, but that's been fun. But actually, this week I picked up a, a new game. Did you know? Uh, What'd you get? Uh, it's it's, a, it's very. Because you're coming
1: uh, off kind of harsh. So am I, just, I? Yeah, just a little bit like the S's. Just all right. a bit too it, much. Just a.
2: The game. It has a little bit to do with uh these so-called kids yeah, and squids.
1: Oh, oh dear. I've. Are, Are you a kid on, or a squid? On,
0: on. Yes. I need I've... you to answer that existential nightmare of a question, and I, I understand I... it's not going to be easy. Actually, I've you know done... what, Matt? I need you to theorize something for me. <laughs> okay. Is he a kid <laughs> or a squid?
3: I. That's interesting. You know what? That that <laughs> sounds like a great theory in the making. You need. I to... would love to. I please. Can we write that episode? A it's um.
0: Of... Theorizing whether or not Chris Kitchen is like. I'll write you squid. a thesis
1: paper on whether you are a kid or a squid, including an in anatomy and biology, just like like charts and stuff. And it's just like Jesus.
3: <laughs> That's uh, you. You heard it here first. If when when that episode, because I, I promise you that now I am going to make that episode, and it, it are started you serious? right here. Yeah, I, I I've been you know because I've been debating like what it's I so want. As a, I've been debating what I want to do as a Splatoon theory, and I've I've gone through a couple. Like I've I've fully researched a few. Um, but a lot of, like, the, the storyline <clears throat> and stuff seems pretty, like, well locked in. Right, yeah, it, it feels too, stri- like, I finished the whole episode that was dedicated to the storyline, and I'm like, this is too yeah, is obvious. There, but the Inklings if, themselves if may, are kind there of there a mystery,
1: a, and is is there, that's why they're interesting. If I may, Because they have a, all these weird abilities and stuff. Is right. there a whole lot
0: to really theorize on with that? I mean, the even the plot, it's pretty, like, straight, like, it's a post-apocalypse, uh, squids, Inklings came from, like, you know, Basically, the same evolution for monkey to man—you know, squid to inkling, squid to—but what are—but
1: are they squids or kids? Well, oh, right. God.
0: So, so okay, that, well, that's the so real. So that truly,
3: off. yeah, that truly has been. It's it's like which came first, the chicken or the egg, right? And which so came first, the kid, squid? squid. But but no, that's just, that's exactly. Just what... Stay tuned for
2: more, and and stay fresh, as they say.
3: Yeah. Wow. I wish you wow. could skip
2: that opening. Are you
0: Subway? Uh, no, that's what they say right deep after deep like the news yeah, yeah. thing in
2: Splatoon. Stay fresh, and then they do that and they do the weird
0: hand things. Yeah, I, I, don't I just imagine Jared his as, his as a squid. Signs or something.
2: Uh, okay, I'm a kid, I guess. I don't know. I I, I use a squid mode when I go up and jump through squid things and recharge my batteries. That's about as squid as I get. Uh, I'm a kid, though. Oh, man, and uh, I, I'm afraid I have to you.
0: disagree. Um, I I'm a squid all day, every day. Spec <laughs> ops for real. Like I I can only be a squid. But yeah, every, I so think... often I think to myself like. There's are some kids over there. Am I missing out on, like, a yeah, squid? Is
1: I think, I think you have to choose to be a kid or a squid. I don't think there's sort I of think, in the. I think the between. real
2: question is, did I choose to be a boy character or a girl character? That is the real question. I don't think that matters is at that, all. Is that the real question? <laughs> because <laughs> the thing is, like, I have a good friend of mine. He, he he likes to become girls in a lot of things. And I'm just like,
1: dude, why are you? <laughs> why? You're Hashtag a man. Love wins. <laughs> I, I I have yeah.
2: no I have no problem with people that want to do other things. It's like curious
1: that. though. You always wonder like what the, implica- the the reasoning behind certain character choices are. Like why do you choose to be blonde in games even though you're not blonde? It's like I just I w- I've always been curious. Aaron <laughs> Hansen
2: actually stated that he'd rather look at a girl in a game than look at a guy. Oh yeah, he, he said look at a girl's butt. Yeah, initially was and, like I like guys. girl
1: butt, so why wouldn't I look at girl butt? Yeah. Also, I, just, I guess
2: this means I love guy butt then.
1: Well, no, it's it's also it's different reasoning. Adam, like I love this. your butt wow
3: we we Aww. haven't even gotten to the fan fiction yet ladies and gentlemen this is yeah. this is happening in real <laughs> time right development now. like this, this this isn't them reading the fan fiction this, this is, is just actually is happening, happening. Uh, it's no, funny
1: because but... uh i was reading through one of them and it was like i think jake was the one who said it, it's like it's like they were in the room with you guys oh. because of how much <laughs> they knew our interactions it seems it seems strange when people just know how you act yeah
0: yeah
2: um but oh. you know, just to finish my Splatoon thing, uh, it's mm-hmm. great. I love picking it up and putting it down whenever I can. Um, I haven't experienced the story so much because I've just been kind of in the multiplayer, kind of just. It's
0: being it, it's a little the, mo- the single player is good. It's a little token though. Like you're not you're not missing a whole lot if you avoid it all. I'll play it when
2: I can. I, I heard I just like said pick up the game, and put it down whenever I want, and it's,
0: it's yeah, fun. Yeah. it's nice. No, it's I heard the the people, people really like.
1: I heard people really like the boss battles in that game, so I do recommend the single player. The last of you who have the game. I am a single player man, so I'll definitely check it out. All right. Uh, Let's
0: get into there,
1: There's a lot of news to get into this week, some fan topics. We can get into the fan topics first. If you guys want, we can get into the fan fiction. Uh, Speaking of which, if you have any of your own fan topics, theories, fan fiction, whatever, uh, news, uh, uh, videos, love, love if you have any music, uh, cover art, because we always need that, Uh, feel free to send that to us at Zeldinformerpodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that's Zeldinformerpodcast at gmail.com. That should be written down below for those of you who need that spelled out for you. In for case those kind of, of
2: you that can't hear, it's spelled for you.
1: My, for those you of, can't hear, of you who um, can't hear, why are you here? The, the value of this podcast diminishes. This really incredibly. Incredibly. I think I think someone said, I like your podcast, but I can't listen to it because I'm deaf, so could you put subtitles on it? And I'm like, where would we put subtitles? How do you know this podcast Unless is good? A video podcast, this podcast is that. also
2: available in Braille. Um, you can go to... Uh, Zeldinformer dot forward slash
1: braille dot org. <laughs> all
0: right, let's get into some stuff. Anyway, Chris um,
1: talks more. Do you guys want to get into some yes. fan topics? Yes. 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 All right. Let's uh, let's talk about the the first one that I've written down, which is a uh, we haven't talked about this one in a while, and I've, but I I we, we kind of skim over it a lot. Uh, hey guys, to celebrate my amazing year of Zelda, beat six games and currently playing three more. I decided to watch all thirteen episodes of the animated series. I have just one question: Why? Why did they make it? Why did it end? That's three questions. Why isn't it a part of the official timeline? That's four questions. You lied. <laughs> I thought it was ridiculously corny, but still keep perspective on decline, on declining timeline, on the declining timeline of Hyrule. And it actually tells us how Link carries all of his stuff and where the enemies go and you kill them and they disappear. I'd love to hear your thoughts and perhaps some background info on the series. Also, Chris, don't worry. We love you and we'll, hap- and I- and we'll happily write your Caleb's fanfic in Haiku. Oh, God, thanks for answering all my questions, and everyone who hasn't should watch the series. Each episode is twelve minutes. Uh, well this,
2: this is my favorite person because you know why they Why's mentioned that? me, and I and I love you. I love and, all you.
3: And they can write in haiku, which I appreciate. And,
2: oh yeah,
0: <laughs> apparently. <laughs> wait, wait,
3: oh, uh, let, Let's see you write a haiku right now. Go,
0: go. Oh You should,
1: oh,
3: have, my seen God. Our, you should have seen our oh, chat room. Oh my God, we man, have a, uh, You should have been here like two weeks. <laughs> Chris ago. can't write haiku. It's not as hard as it seems. You should try harder. Done. Boom. Haikued. where is
0: Where does my pants Matt go?
2: is kind of right. He thinks I can't haiku right. <laughs> I'll show him right now.
0: Well, hey, okay, okay, okay.
3: And, and thus ends
0: the, <laughs> the Zelda Poetry Corner. Oh, yeah, oh, much. yeah, probably the, the topic. Um... Okay. So, by the way, this
1: was written by Aaron Troy. So, thank you, Aaron, for your Aaron. wonderful topic. I never got to say that because we got into a little. Thank bit you, Aaron, of thank you. for mentioning me. Aaron. And I love you. Uh, background on the show. It was uh, published came out... by the
0: appropriately titled Dick Entertainment.
1: Um... Yeah, D. And <laughs> um, for those of you who know that, you were y- in the nineties. You were a child when I was. <laughs> um, I, it's weird how that. Like, I've never seen that since, and it's like, oh yeah, that company probably died out <laughs> yeah, it's like like thing. the dinosaurs um mm-hmm. <laughs> the d stands for dinosaurs um but yeah it was a uh, show i think came out right after link to the past right around was that made. time. right around that time at the very least mm-hmm. uh i think it was supposed to be starring that character technically at the time like that was supposed to be Link to the past link going the on design. That, yeah
2: the, well the design seemed like it
1: yeah definitely and i, I think possibly at that time because Nintendo switches their timeline with every single game. I think with Zelda 2 and Zelda... When uh, Link to the Past came out and everything, they were always... They, like, uh... Uh... Sorry. Uh, Nintendo came out and said, like, Oh, this is our current, uh... uh can- canon. Here's our new canon. Or they change the games around. Like, be like, this is a prequel, this is a sequel. And the timeline is the result of all that mess and the lack of consistency. Uh... But, yeah... It was just a. It was a cool idea for a show. It it was nice, and I, the reason that I think that it wasn't part of the timeline, um, I think that it's because it was so different than anything that they've ever done before, and it, it also has,
2: spawned CDI games.
1: That's that's beside the point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it it has such a, it has such like a. Con- like an interesting way that all everything works. Like Link Sword in that series works, uh the way that Hyrule kind of is in that series is very different than any other. And not in like the usual way where it's like the map changes or anything, but rather the just how everything is like laid out. I don't know if that makes sense. It's just it's it doesn't really fit with every other game in the series, and it doesn't really fit into the whole game timeline, which is what they're going for. See since the uh the four swords uh comics and the Link to the Past comic or graphic novel uh, don't fit anywhere on the timeline because they're kind of just spinoffs, and this you could think of it just as a spinoff of Link to the Past.
0: Also, Nintendo uh,
1: didn't really write this. Uh, yeah, that's the other thing. They kind of just hired—I uh, forget who they hired to do this.
0: You got to remember these were the early days of Nintendo where they really were trying to like uh, break expand, into a new market. And, yeah, like really showcase their IP and like—it's you know, kind of like what Pokemon did when it came out. You know, you had the show, the games, the everything, and
1: like—and uh, the interesting thing about Poke Pokemon is that with the show. When they did that, they decided instead of uh, retelling the story of Red, they wanted to make a whole new protagonist because they were worried that people were going to get too lost or too confused over, like, references or, like, all the... They didn't feel like Red would be a perfect enough character to relate to. And that was the worst idea ever because I really love Red and I hate Ash now because Ash is a terrible trainer. Uh,
2: I mean, it's kind of smart and when you think about it because, like... Um, you know how when we people take American television shows and they'll translate them to other languages, things don't translate well. Like jokes don't translate right. well. And like SpongeBob, have you ever watched a SpongeBob in another language or talk to someone who's watched in, in another language? Right. Like it doesn't well, really no, make sense to me.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, like, uh, yeah, I think there are official Pokemon translations. I'm not sure, but the ones that I've read, I the humor hits, but there's very little of it. It's more light, uh, and it's a more of a light adventure than anything really jokey. Yeah. Um, in this show, I really did like. How it, it could have it could they should have just made this sort of its own link and another reincarnation who was kind of farther down the line where he kind of knew that he was the the hero already. And I think that's kind of it made him somewhat enjoyable because it was corny and he was very arrogant. it's like, well, yeah, if you tell a kid he's going to be the most special person in the world, he's going to think he's the most special person in the world. I, I, well, I mean, I'm pretty sure he is the only link with the catchphrase so excuse me princess well he's (laughs) he's like you have to protect the princess you're supposed to defeat ganon and uh you're gonna wield the master sword and it's like oh i'm the best person around why do i care about what anyone else thinks about me and like he he shows it in combat he like beats everyone all the time like he never i I think he very very rarely loses per se uh so it's like i thought it made so much sense for a series where you had this like Kind of quieter hero who's like accepting everything and trying to help everyone. Where you have some guy who's just kind of a jerk. <laughs> I mean, this actually kind of reminds me um,
2: of like a, a writing. I guess like a writing lesson that I I kind of took from a friend. He's like, when you write a character like that, especially when writing someone like Link, you make him like this all this almighty. Uh, dare I say, badass?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You can censor me. I think you can say can't, that. Or it, it kind of—I'm not saying it, it defeats the purpose of Link, but it, it's less. It's like um it's not the Link that anyone really knows. It, right. It really, it's, Link, you're it, saying it's too far stretched from the original idea. Yeah, it's like you, you as uh, someone playing the game, you kind of are Link. I guess in my perspective, I am Link, so I have to. I learn what it's like through each temple, through each dungeon, through whatever you want to call it. Like I learn how to be Link. I learn from. Temple One to Temple Eight or Dungeon One to Dungeon whatever that like these are my limitations, this is what I'm good at, this is what I'm bad at. I'm gonna be the best by the time I have to go fight Ganon or Vadi right. or any of them. It's just like it you need that time to kind of grow with the game. And
1: that's and you kind can of... kinda you can kinda say that there's sort of like a a bad moral message to the the TV show where, you know, he is very arrogant and yet still there's no there's not as much punishment as there should be for that sort of behavior. And I mean, so it can kind of encourage people to act badly or poorly. I guess, but peers. I mean, I think that was also comedy in like the early 90s. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So no, so it was, like, it was clearly people... it was clearly enjoyable. Like, yeah, that was the thing. It's, uh, it reminds me very much of uh, Marvel when they first started out with the, uh, they hired Sony to do the, the Spider-Man films. And then if they were like, if why you say anything don't...
2: bad about those early Spider-Man films, Adam, I will come at you like Spider-Monkey.
1: Oh, you mean Toby McCryface? Yes, you wanna <laughs> you wanna defend Toby McCrybaby? Crybaby? Ooh, Do you wanna defend? Do you wanna defend Andrew Garfield? Are you kidding? Yeah, me? I, I like him. He's likable. Toby
2: McGuire is so likable.
1: Doc to- Ock was the best villain. Name name one other movie where Toby McGuire is actually a likable character. I can't name a single one. I can well, name because you haven't seen like. another one.
2: Toby McGuire. Yeah, I have.
1: Though. I saw I saw what was it? Uh, Great exactly. Gatsby. <laughs> Great Gatsby that just came out a few years ago, and he was insufferable. Because he was boring and he dragged on and no, on and no. on. The Great Gatsby and just dragged he, on and on and on. That was The Great Gatsby is my great. favorite
0: novel of all time. That and was a horrid movie. The movie adaptation was like, bad. Why were they playing like 21st century music at these parties? Like, what what,
1: what? <laughs> that? That wasn't <laughs> my. The, that wasn't my issue. That was a and big I red flag to me. I, I thought it was interesting because it was like I think they had Jay Z doing the the audio what? for it. And it was like it was very. It was sort of an interesting take on doing? like.
2: But I mean I, don't I that know. wasn't playing in the movie. You know in their in their world, in the movie world. That wasn't playing for them. That's it wasn't that. Yeah, know. it was just what we were I know, hearing. but
0: it really yeah. takes you out of the immersion. Like,
1: yeah, there was a there was a few I things guess. that they did to make it more they were like this needs to be big and big and big and it's like just don't. The the novel will speak for itself. Uh Fitzgerald writes well enough. Who's that the character in New York
2: State? That's that's Jay Z, guys. Come on.
1: <laughs> anyway, I like
2: Toby
3: uh, Maguire and Seabiscuit. I thought Seabiscuit. Oh, Seabiscuit is fantastic.
1: Yeah, but I don't know if Toby's necessarily good in it. I like the horse though. Horse oh, is fantastic.
3: Oh, oh, horse. horse, horse. Steal. I mean, it, it it steals the show clearly. Yeah, but... that's an award. The movie <laughs> was horse named right after there. the
1: show. <laughs> horse. I mean, it, it wasn't named after Toby Maguire. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just named after. To- it's called Toby. Toby <laughs> featuring Seabiscuit. If <laughs> Toby featuring Seabiscuit, and uh, LMFAO. <laughs> live in concert. Uh. Why why do you, why do you guys think that the show ended or do you have any other thoughts on it? I mean, obviously, you know, like all good well, things.
0: Uh, well, there's a, there's a few reasons there if if you don't mind me saying, Chris. Uh um, no, I mean, it's kind of obvious why the show didn't do well. Uh it didn't go go on. Dick was a pretty bad team of animators and the show had At least pronounce bad... Deek. I, I I it can't ever be anything other than Dick to me. <laughs> Dick Entertainment. D I C. Um, I remember it was pretty funny, because they also had a Mario show they were doing, too, and the writing for that was just bad pop. Swing your
2: arms from side to side.
0: Okay, that was the, the highlight of the show.
1: Do the Mario!
0: <laughs> Sorry, I I I actually, I, I, own, I couldn't
2: leave it incomplete. I owned that on DVD. <laughs> Dude, I watched I, it all on
0: Netflix. That I watched it with my midday. little brother before. Wait, I've it was never on, it, watched it was on more Netflix? than a clip. It was on Netflix, yeah. Uh,
1: it it's might still no longer. I'm not sure. I don't know. Could, Guess what we're doing after the podcast, guys? We'll just, like, sit down. Reading like... fan fiction, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, I was going to say watch that show, but okay. Uh,
0: but the animation quality <laughs> it was really bad, even by, like, early 90s Saturday morning cartoon standards. Like, there oh, were yeah. times where they didn't draw faces in for people. Like, they just, they didn't need faces. Uh, they and then were the, well, they, they weren't were background <laughs> characters. They were. They were talking to them.
2: I it's, think some the of the most memorable moments in the animations is seeing the background the same color as the character because they forgot to color in the character.
0: Yeah, that happened a lot too. That, uh, oh my god. They honestly, it, it's sort of the same reason as why the the Philips games kind of failed, which is you're putting your IP into the wrong hands.
1: And Someone who's just looking to get but the but quick I mean, cash out of it, as opposed I, to trying to actually put some production quality into it, something that's going to last. the the director at the time the I, don't, guy, I don't think uh, it, it really mattered. They had matter,
0: a for it, but the Philips thing was not really meant to be a game console. So
1: it was it was troubled from its initial start, and that took kind of caused it in an impending doom, I guess you could say. Actually, because...
0: you know what's interesting is um, this. Actually, uh, I'm sure you guys have now heard about the Sony. Or the, the Nintendo PlayStation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. We, the, the prototype finally got... Someone finally found a prototype. So do you guys know the, the full story
0: of what happened there?
1: Yeah. I think it was something like... Uh, you know what? You just say it because you seem to know okay. more about it. You seem to um, to talk about so, it. <laughs> yes, of course. So the Sega <laughs>
0: CD hit the scene. And, um, you know, CD-based games were, you know, apparently the future. Like, uh, you know, they had right. more data. They had more this, that. So Sega got on it. And Nintendo was like, you know what? We should probably get on this, too. So they contacted <laughs> Sony uh who were then like a dis proprietor company like that that was their thing. And to know. to add, make like a, a it's kind of like a Sega Sega CD for the um for the Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And they they made a working prototype but they also made like a Super Nintendo that has one built in and they called it the Nintendo PlayStation. Yeah. And um a lot of the terms that they wanted Nintendo to sign on made Nintendo really uncomfortable. Um and I obviously legal specifications I don't know. But yeah. What ended up happening is Nintendo kind of shied away from it, never really gave them a yeah, proper response. But and Sony kept Phillips. the console.
1: Yeah, and no, no, no. And they kind of just modified it into a yes. PlayStation. Yes, and, and they, they just were took
0: out the NES part. Well, there's a little yeah. bit more to it. Um, so Nintendo contacted Philips, who was then at the time like a huge, huge rival to Sony. So it was seen as like a, a huge backhand to them. That's and hilarious. And Sony was super disgraced by it. Like they, and, um, they were just going to shaft it all together. But then a man named Ken Kutaragi, Came up and he and he said, I believe the quote is, "Give me a chance to make this console, and I will make Nintendo an afterthought."
1: And, that's such uh, a cool thing to say. And that's like that's like Nintendo I just imagine exactly. him on a rooftop with like lightning in the background, just like long flowing like coat, and he's just like, "I'll make Nintendo an afterthought," and then he jumps Are you sure down you're not and then he Hatred, joins Adam. I what? feel like I feel like you're no, no. Like I just mean he's like a, he's like a cool like '90s anime protagonist. Oh, okay. <laughs> Nintendo. Ken? Just like, Ken? <laughs> they punch, and then like an explosion <laughs> happens in the background. For some reason, a building in the background collapsed at their punch, even though the punch was nowhere near the building. That's how powerful it is. Yeah, because 90s anime. 90s anime. Uh, <laughs> because 90s anime. Gotta Brilliant. love it.
2: Brilliant. Anyway,
1: <laughs> enough with my daydreaming about it. It's
2: actually funny that you said that, um, Jake, because <laughs> I was reading on Zelda Informer, actually on Gamnesia, um, sorry, Zelda Informer. Um. That uh, Shuhei Yoshida actually commented on on that photo. Uh, yeah, he, he said, "I. It's not that I'm confirming or denying this, but there was a prototype way back in the day, and you know, that something of this sort existed. I'm not saying this is it, but I, I know I, what you guys are talking about.
1: I definitely have my specu- like skepticism about that actual picture because I it could be fake."
0: It could have been fake, yeah. I mean, I don't,
1: but it's very similar to what the idea of it was, right? right? Yeah, it it. probably was. Because there were were some things that we, I think, we already saw some advertisements in the past that were like released in advance, yeah, and and then it just never made it past that stage. Well, so
3: I think, I think that's the interesting topic here is what what would have happened. You know how oh, would gaming have looked differently oh, today think, well, if oh, if that if that the theory, deal had gone through? Here's First the thing,
1: theorizing part of this. I, of I this know, emotions. right? The,
3: I, of course, I have to draw it into. No, theorizing this is great.
1: I love this because I already have something I want to say about this. Great. First thing that would have happened: no GameCube, which would have been a huge, huge, huge benefit for Nintendo because the GameCube whoa. was a terrible system. Hey, wow. whoa, whoa, whoa,
2: whoa! All right, listen, listen. No GameCube, but, but not even no PS2.
1: Yeah, but you would have had a superior console to both, and you would have had less consoles, which means less exclusives, which means benefit for all gamers.
2: But how do you know that the games would have been the same as they would have been before? Well,
1: melee
0: might have been two players because the ps 2 only had two controller boards. I don't
1: think Nintendo would have allowed that. Yeah, Nintendo is the kind of company where they would they would have like looked at the idea and I been actually, like, no. no the, the PlayStation Two
2: <laughs> did
0: did an, sell an adapter to
1: yeah, two and four it's weird. players,
0: and, but that's that's still like uh, and Nintendo is they,
1: they bundled it with the Shrek Two game. And you know the thing is, is that uh, Nintendo, at that time at the very least, while they did plan for future add-ons to things, like consoles with the the Game Boy Advance uh, add-on to the GameCube.
2: Which, by the way, that disc still costs like $50. So if anyone wants to
1: sell one to me for less than that, I will buy it. (laughs) Uh, It's it's still a very, uh, it's still very unlikely that they would let that sort of thing happen especially with their idea of wanting to make like party games like Mario Party and, and Smash Brothers and things like that. Yeah. I doubt they would have made yeah, a system they would have more that wouldn't handle more, more people because they want more people playing their games. They understand that that's very, very smart. It was a very weird decision by Sony to even have a two-player PlayStation. I think it was just to save space just to make it a smaller system. Uh, I, and it still could support the idea of uh, four-player games It just kind of Ruined itself in advance by making it so that only two players could play it initially.
2: But when I think about it, a lot of the titles for the Nintendo compared to the ones for the PS2, the PS2
1: really did kind has of has a like, solid library. It's still, know, it still well, dude, it, it has, one has of the, the longest, longest solid library in the existence of games. And not only that, it's one of the best-selling ga- consoles in the existence of it games. Is the best. It is. It is. It is the one best of the longest consoles. production cycles of any console of any game. You're, You're absolutely right. Yes. One of my friend, one of my yeah. friends, Colin. He has this. He's probably one of my more uh, her- archive. Uh, collective friends who, he says to this day that PlayStation 2 is still his favorite console because of how many things they did right with that system. As opposed to all its flaws, the GameCube is just riddled with problems. First of all, the the disc size was made yeah. to combat piracy. And this was Smart, a poor decision, in a way. Because all it did was make change the disc size, because people would still easily pirate these sized discs. They thought that Oh, because it's a different size disc, it'll be different. It's like no, that's still the same thing as any but other disc. You can and, pirating
2: a, like a PS2 game was still a lot harder than it was than uh, you could think. Because I remember I, pirating I will, a game
1: is still difficult.
2: I will <laughs> admit to this. Uh, I do. I did have family from other countries bring in like games from those countries to play on my PlayStation 2 here, but they did not work because of the fact they were pirated. And PlayStation 2 was very good at detecting pirated games and wouldn't let you play. You had to get external software. Through some other means of modifying your console to right. play it on your system, imports. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, but the thing is, like when you're when people are gonna pirate games, there it's gonna be the same amount of effort for the game for pirating a GameCube game as a PS2 game. It might be different hardware, but it's still gonna be like if they're gonna pirate the game, they're gonna pirate the game. You know, it's. It's yeah, not gonna there, be that different. Yeah, there will always
3: um, history has shown that you know if there is a way to a loophole around having to pay for things, nerds people, find a way. Yeah, people it will, will find, find, find it, it. Always, always. I would love to see like a version yeah.
1: with Jeff Goldblum being like, "You thought you could stop nerds by making the disc smaller? You you spent the whole time wondering if you could. You never stopped to think if you should or something like that." And then
0: he does the Jeff Goldblum laugh,
1: and he's just like, <laughs> "Yeah," <laughs> and that head head that head <laughs> movement thing. <laughs> with the fingers, uh, but yeah, the uh, one of my favorite quotes is probably Microsoft when the the GameCube was announced. They they admitted recently, basically that they they said they dismissed Nintendo, entire, Nintendo Nintendo entirely, and as a result, Nintendo became an afterthought to Microsoft, which explains the current attitude of Sony and Microsoft to this day, where they kind of just ignore the idea that Nintendo even exists. I mean, I'm not saying it's bad. In fact, I kind of like it that way. I'm not saying... But it it shows why Nintendo has a hard time with, at least with certain... It kind of gives you sort of an idea why they might have a hard time with other third parties now. It's just because of of their their fault. fault. And
2: I'm actually... I Not saying I don't prefer... I just don't want third parties on Nintendo, so to speak. I kind of like the fact that... Yeah, me personally, like... The only third-party
0: Wii U game I have is Arkham City. That's What's it? wrong I'm with I'm so you? sorry that you yeah, What that
1: the game. hell are you playing Arkham City on <laughs> your
2: Wii U? I, 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 didn't, yeah. I
0: didn't buy it when it came out for the yeah. PS3, and I, I was like, yeah, well, it's, it's all, like it has when all I hear, the DLC on it. So
2: I had a friend throughout high school who played Call of Duty only on their Wii.
0: I'm just like, what the hell is wrong <laughs> with amazing. you? That's amazing. No, okay, don't I be just, confused. It was as good, if not better, than, like, the PS3 port. Like, it, it was actually, like, had did add No, all right, first content. of all, if you, play, <laughs> oh if you play any
2: Call of Duty and you don't play on an Xbox system... I'm talking about Arco, by the way.
0: You're garbage. All right, I
2: mean, Arco, they're getting if <laughs> you're into playing it. a Batman game on any system besides a PlayStation, you're
0: stupid. Sorry. I'd uh... like <laughs> to differ because the experience is very nice. Oh, my right. God. Matt, Jake. I want
1: to get back to your original idea. where What would the gaming world be like now without... uh? If the merger had happened, I guess not the merger, but the the combined system. Yes, right. um, I think motion controls would be very different now. I don't think that it would be as big of a thing. They might not even um, exist. It depends on who would have stayed in charge of hardware.
0: Yeah, um, I I also think there there could have been a, a few problems that people don't want to think about. Um, the PS3 was a massive massive financial burden for like the first three years of it being on the market. Oh, oh yeah. So the, more because like they the they lost two. $200 on like every single
1: one they, they costed shipped. like 600 to make and they sold it for 300. Yeah. Something, Something like that. that. It was like throughout its entire
3: lifespan. It it was it, it was a problem. Yeah. yeah. But
1: the, the, it was the idea to get the game in people's homes and then sell them the games to make back the money.
0: Right. Yeah, so I mean it would it probably I mean yeah, we'd have less competition. It would probably be Nintendo versus
1: Microsoft. Yeah, that sounds weird.
3: would, would but, I mean the question I have is would Microsoft even enter the space?
1: I don't Ooh. think I think it would have been a hard hard win for Sony because, maybe, because what it showed is, is
3: for the best because it like, showed Nintendo was vulnerable. You know, it showed yeah. that hey, a, an entertainment software company, you know, like like Sony, who was at the time what known for making TVs or whatever. Yeah, like, like yeah. hey, like they could take down. Hardware. Yeah, exactly. Think, they could take down. You I know, think, this video game juggernaut, I
1: think Nintendo, uh, Sony at the time. When they started out, uh, they were in the time where Japan was known for cheap electronics. And Sony was like, the guy who was in charge would say, no, we're going to change this. We're going to change the idea of electronics from Japan. And they made so- the more high class like electronics that you can find in the world. And they overall like saved a lot of Japanese, uh, the- Japan's like technological uh, industry.
0: The, the Akiba, yeah.
1: With, with just like... With the TVs, which are phenomenal products, I, I love Sony TVs. I'm really sad that they just stopped producing them recently. Oh, they did. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think they they said they're Wait, not going to make TVs Sony anymore. Sony
2: stopped making TVs? I think so. Dude, I the only place I play my PlayStation consoles is on Sony TVs because the, only, it's the
1: perfect match. The only place I play any of my games is on my Sony TV because it has the least lag and it has the best screen.
2: Oh, this is my Sony. I love my TV. My anyway, Sony
1: TV. um, but yeah, it did. It did definitely show that Nintendo had this like. Weakness, and not only t- to just new upcoming companies, but also their inability to handle uh uh, d- 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 uh what is it diplomacy, just being able to communicate with other companies that right. that they needed to work as with as business partners, and it showed them as kind of fools. Mm-hmm. And only so- that their properties get kind of hurt as a result because they were giving out the licenses left and right, and then people made poor, poor games for that
3: right it's it, it's true it's also interesting to think about like you know the PlayStation 2's role in bringing DVD like the the PlayStation 2 was like my family's first DVD player you know right. and then you think about uh PlayStation 3 and its big selling feature was like oh now it can play Blu-ray
1: it's almost synonymous with Blu-ray yeah not, exactly not to and so it killed HD TV
3: right and so it's it's or one of those TV, things that you
1: call it. yeah
3: and and so it's interesting to think like not only would that change have affected video gaming and and you know what consoles were available how what games would have come out but just technology and technology adoption as a whole you know right. and the way that we're engaging in discs now and stuff so it's it's it, it has like pretty significant ramifications
1: all from this kind of
3: one bad business decision
1: yeah. It was, it was shocking, and I, I don't know. It's it's crazy to think that you know we got to that point. Um,
2: I don't think I could live without PlayStation, to be honest. <laughs> I'm completely serious. Like, play. It's had such a big effect on me. Like, was after my first console was the Nintendo sixty four, and right after that was the PlayStation two. Even though right. I didn't have a huge library of PlayStation 2 games, whatever games I did have, like the 20 of them I had, I played them till no end until I got like a 360. And I didn't get a 360 until like 2008, 2009. And then I got a P- I didn't even get games for my PS3 until like two years after I got it because it was a dedicated <laughs> Blu ray player. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just. The PS2 had such a big effect on me in the way I look at games and like the way I. The, what Dude, kind Kingdom of Hearts. Are- Dude,
1: Kingdom Hearts 1 when I first got that game for Christmas. Oh, my God. Oh! Oh,
2: oh it's phenomenal. Oh, God. It was, well, you know, it's even more phenomenal.
1: It was so... It was heartwarming. It was charming. It had great mechanics. In well, and, Kingdom it, and, Kingdom and it's Hearts, also it one of those
3: games... completed it for me. Oh, it's it's one of those games that you think could never happen right yeah. it's like wait final fantasy like my favorite characters from final fantasy it's, are now engaging with like jafar and ursula yeah. like come on what is it like it's mind-blowing that that they game they made happened. squall
1: such an important character in it, the series and it I was perfect it. for it was perfect for kids it was perfect for retro gamers who love the final fantasy series it was perfect for parents because this game was a, it had violence which kids want but it didn't have like gore or anything that was kind of had gonna, uh, like
2: cartoon violence as as the esrb likes. yeah <laughs> it
1: was silly it was a giant the kid was using a giant key it was all about you know like accepting friendship and using your heart and things like that it was like all these good messages like one of the perfect games for just like any parent like this th- that game was a gold mine for just it still like, is yeah it still sells really well um. No, no, no. Well, now that three is finally coming out, oh, oh people let's are talk no- about Kingdom Hearts three. Actually, I what? wanted to talk about one more thing before we get into that. Oh, God. Uh, Dream it's Drop thing. Distance. Stop! <laughs> well, hey, you can't. You all right? Dream
2: Drops Distance has one of its the biggest aspects of the game. Hey, guys, guys game you like ne- kind of Neopets?
1: Neopets? No, too bad. It's Neopets. I, all right, I will <laughs> oh, say. Oh yeah, I heard about this. Let's. That let's get that's into the
2: sucky part about the game. But besides that, still a great game.
1: God. You have to level up your Neopets to get to be able to fight certain bosses, and it's like I don't Listen, care about wait, them. Wait, are, are, you, are the, you? Do you want to talk Neopets about the thing? thing that just the cards with
3: thing. Sorry. Anyway, yeah.
2: You, you wait, wanna what just talk happened about with before Neopets? we <laughs> What just happened
1: with cards? Neopets? Oh my god, I thought you were gonna. Oh no, my god, you guys don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think one one I don't the know. First
2: games I played on the computer. Okay, if if
0: I remember, I think. um the Neopets like, forums, like the official ones, they hired all, I'm, I'm sorry, they fired all the moderators, and now it's just like a cesspool of, like, disgustingness. Like, it's worse oh than more right now. Oh, Wait, are you God. sure you're
3: not confusing Neopets with Reddit? <laughs> oh, oh, <Yeah. laughs>
0: oh,
1: oh, 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 contemporary news. <laughs> right? Reddit. Look at, look at us being so,
3: look at us being so topical. Jeez. I know, right?
1: <laughs> it's great. We're dating the episode. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's keep doing it. Like drive it harder to the ground. <laughs> what was the weather today? Let's talk about that. Um, <laughs> it was but... what? Oh <laughs> God! Always I always forgot. I for had me. an
0: Amiibo story that I was going to share at the beginning, but I forgot. Can I say it really fast? an okay, Equivalent
2: sure. to a squirrel story.
1: I kind of want to tell my king. Like, tell. I want talk tell about it. The king... Tell it. Do your thing. I wanted to talk about the Kingdom Hearts fan topic because I feel because. Oh. All right. Uh, this one is kind of directed uh towards me and Chris. Uh, love the sh- love your show, and it's fun to hear your debates, especially between Adam and Chris. So who would win in a fight between Sora from Kingdom Hearts and Link? Robert from CA, which I think all means right. California, or could mean child... Uh, a awesome. uh, uh, Laboratorium. I don't know. Oh, wow, uh, that,
3: that really? Is that the first word that came to your I mind? I couldn't think of any...
2: With the first right. word was apple, and Zora I was like, that doesn't win. make sense. Sora would win hands down. Just saying.
3: Well, it depends on what link you're talking about, right? Are we going to well, do Death I mean, Battle?
1: There's oh,
2: only one Sora. So some some I know. And, and my one Sora can be any of the links. So I don't know what you're talking about. That's true. Ooh, why? How well, so? I'm, I'm curious. Why, all right. So. All right. Let me just say this. Let me just say Sora is so great. He can <laughs> change. He doesn't have to be locked at his one Master Sword. Sora can go switch to whatever Keyblade he wants. He can. Really strategize his way to defeat Link if uh-huh, he needs But to, I
1: have a counter for you. What is link your link to the past, Link? Because he has a full arsenal. That okay. boy can take down an entire army by himself. He's fine. Okay, I, I want. A, like I want the giant he, key. Go ahead. What what all right, all right. I'm just saying. As soon as you
2: get the ultimate Keyblade and you you kick. You just kick butt. You you smite your enemies. Those heartless are nothing. They just kind of disappear in front of you because they don't even want you to touch them anymore. They don't want you to get any more experience because you're the best character in the world. Your abilities, your magic, your combos, so much more than what Link could even dream to think about to do. Let me let me just stop right there. I, I, I feel like I'm getting ahead of myself. I feel like Sora's too great to even battle Link. He doesn't even want to look at Link. He wants to go to better people. He wants to go fight... He'd rather go fight Marth than fight Link.
1: You know what? You know what bothers me is uh. What bothers you? Oh, like there's this there's a death battle of like I think Link versus Cloud Strife. Yeah. yeah. And one of the things they yeah. put in is Link has the has the Z targeting, and I'm like, you're wrong. Is, that, is that like <laughs> they're they're saying that he has Z targeting, which allows him to instantly lock on and attack someone, and I'm like, Sora can lock so on. So he can too. he
0: can look at a person, basically. Yeah, like... but
1: it's like that's. That's, that's just game's Z- like context. Yeah, that's it's not, not really it's not like a, a, move, that's a power. power. Yeah. and they yeah. were like considering <laughs> this thing, and I was like, "Your your your understanding is wrong." I mean, Link and Link won that death battle, but it was still wrong. Like yeah, it was wrong sure. how he won, and I think that uh, against Sora, uh, especially if it's just one on one with Sora and Link, Link wins. What?
3: What do you mean? Yeah. So, you okay. Mean? L- here. Here. The way you have to do this, because because I did like who is the best link episode, and so the way you have to do this is okay. Who is you your have, best
1: link again? I forget. I'm just. Uh,
3: I ended up with uh, Majora's Mask link. Um, oh, because of the masks? Only oh, he could totally kick his ass. Be- because of the masks. Because of but the
1: here's the thing Dady is mask, that the masks like that. take up time. So you have to take no, that into consideration
2: no not barely it's like not enough time for him to move i figure like it's kind of it
1: takes time when we as players i just looking imagine at it, but if I it, just, it i just imagine like sora walking up to length while he's putting on the mask doing his like whole little like ah oh, thing and he just like rips it off and he's like stop it <laughs>
3: Well, it's Smacked it's maximum it, especially if they're it. playing by like dragon Ball rules where it's like I'll wait till
1: you power up
3: until you're full form not everyone's uh, Goku
1: not everyone's no, it's dumb a, like Goku it
3: right it's true but no I think <laughs> the way you have to look at it is okay you have to match them weapon for weapon magic for magic item for item right so mm-hmm. so and I mean, summon Link, for I mean, and, and summon for summon Right. forms. Yeah, so so okay, you have alt ulti- say the ultimate keyblade, the ultimate keyblade, and how does that match up against like the master sword and level all of three. its different? Yeah, master sword level three, I think, is okay. the strongest in the series, right?
1: Uh, the master sword is supposed to be the ultimate sword, and but the keyblade isn't technically a sword. Uh, the keyblade is technically just a giant bat that has a power to unlock hearts, but that doesn't really affect combat. Right. It does act as a weapon for magic, though. If you if you're Link, you can shoot. Uh. Magic beams out of the tip of your sword, which I mean, also are sort of. You know what the biggest Sora, problem think, is between them on, fighting.
2: I think in the levels of magic, though, Sora and 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 uh, what's his and Link. I think they're equally matched in terms of magic. The,
1: the, the biggest problem, yeah, the thing that's the reason A, for that is is that both of their not magic both their heroes. magical styles yeah. are focused around light versus dark, and so neither of their magic really works against each other because it's mostly suited for people that are dark at heart or something like that. Uh, depending on your interpretation, I think that works for Link as well, but definitely for Sora. That's that's the whole idea of the game. So, would it technically work against Link? Oh, maybe Link. It would cancel out. Would, would Link's that. Master Sword work against? Yeah, would it, or would it just be like, oh, you you kind of splashed me with this weird energy thing?
3: See, I think I think the first thing that puts Link at a disadvantage when it comes to fighting against Sora. Sora has healing magic, right? That's Link true. Link is limited to jugs of milk and fairies. So, and does he have fairies? And, 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 right, and, and you potions. know what? It's, and, and only like, what, four? Top, you know, four max. So, I think that, that makes it tough. It's the um, classic,
1: uh, it's the classic Batman thing where is he prepared or is he not prepared? Because Batman prepared, everyone says he can always win. But if he's unprepared, he loses. But Batman is always prepared, so he always wins. I mean, he got his
2: back broken
3: by Bane, so I don't know what you're
2: talking about. He wasn't prepared also- for that.
3: He, he, he went down and sought that out if you're looking at Dark Knight. But anyway, um, Dark Knight <laughs> Rises. But no, yeah. and then the other thing that Sora has going for him, which I think Link has a tough time matching up against, is... Uh, Sora has all these summons, right? He can summon Genie, he can summon... But does it count Lilo as st- working by himself?
2: Not to mention, or does he, has work all, it? he has all the limit combinations with his summons, like. But, uh, or with the characters that he's with at the time. Sora doesn't usually battle alone.
1: Two things that Most Link has that Sora doesn't have that kind of puts him at an advantage, though. Super strength, superhuman strength beyond belief. And oh, an impenetrable shield to anything. I don't and Sora's know. magic... Although like his like usual magic like is kinda equaled out by the mass Sword, all of his spells like Ferraga and Thundara are Thundaga are all completely no match against that shield. And Link uses it very, very well. May I just so- say
2: Sword defeated Ansem, Zemnis. And even if you got unlocked it, the what's that thing at the very end? It's like you can go and you can fight Terra's armor. What are they what do they what do they call Terra's armor again? I forget.
1: It's like the something wind or it's some weird metaphor for something. Link is an immortal demigod that reincarnates over and over again to fight evil. It's I true.
3: <laughs> I th- I th- and also, you know, he has his different tunics, which make him, you know, partially
1: Sora immune to... Sora has
2: dry forms. His dry and forms he are He has amazing. zippers
1: and belts. Hey, those zippers and belts <laughs> and, obviously and do something. <laughs> yes. Hey, I related to those clown feet because I have size 17. <laughs> oh, it's a very. Do you. Re- very... Size 17? Yes. Wow. Okay. I thought you were size 14, Adam. That was when we first met Chris. Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. Yeah. We've known each other for a while. Yeah. Um his feet haven't even assumed their final
3: form. Yeah. So <laughs> so no, but I it, it's interesting. I I I would You also have to factor in experience, right? So, you know, Sora Link is, has
1: experience. Yeah, Link
3: Link is the more experienced fighter uh, depending on which one you're talking about, but right. like I would say most Links are well, I mean, than, depending on which Sora. form of Sora. Like, but the other thing
2: is, Sora, though, you could start say... Sora, Sora from Kingdom Hearts 2, and even Sora from Kingdom Hearts 3. Sora from Kingdom Hearts are we, 3. Are we are counting three? Uh, are we counting I three? We, uh, I mean, it hasn't been out yet. So. I, I, I wanna, don't want to necessarily count three yet, but, I mean, it is the older version of Sora, and people are, tend to say, like, just by the way he looks in this game, is that he's much more mature, much more. He think, knows what he's doing in his battles and everything now. Like, I think that uh, he's
1: grown as a Keyblade wielder. Well, I'm. St- I definitely am saying right up until three, which is basically where he. It's. It's basically the same thing. The only difference is like the the ranged weapons and stuff, which I'm excluding because that hasn't really been part of the canon yet. Mm-hmm. Um, Sora has a he, he. They have experience. Link definitely has more experience, but Sora might have more adaptive experience, which might be better. He is mm, sort of because. But then- because Sora has had this plethora of different enemies and different terrain types that Link just really hasn't had to deal with. A lot of his enemies follow a very similar sort of style because Link has a very defined worldview of what the world around him is. But I mean, you know, there's however, also... Sora follows goes around the the galaxy to different planets and different environments, and every single time it's totally different terrain, totally different kind of enemy. And he has right. to deal with that every single time.
2: But you you also got to think about this is what probably might be Sora one of his downfall. Like this might be the downfall of Sora, and right. that is. His attitude towards everything, like his outlook, his, just the way he perceives the world around him. He's still, at least up until, I don't, I'm not sure about three, but he's still perceived. Yeah, he's a kid. He's a child. He's only 16 years old, or at least in two around, he is, I believe. I believe that's what the theories are saying. He's very
1: young. He's very young. Yeah,
2: he's still got a lot to learn. He still has to mature a lot. And so he might make rash rash decisions, like Mm -hmm. he has in most of the series. You know, he's got to do things. I, it's not that he's not, like, you know, quick thinking or anything like that. But, like, there's a lot of decisions that Link has made. And Link, you know, he's the silent hero. He kind of, like, he knows what he's doing. He's been doing it for years. It's it's not like he knows, it, like, oh, I did this in the last game. I can do that. It's just, like, kind of subconsciously, like, the prophecy sort of says what, what this character Link is. what How he's kind of, like, aged throughout time. But with Sora, it's, <laughs> like... You know, he's still—he's very emotional. He's very attached. It's like, I'm not saying Link doesn't have attachments. I mean, obviously, he has Zelda. He has, you know, like, his his uncle at times, you know.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I, Let's not I forget like...
3: the gummy ship as well,
2: though. Oh, the gummy <laughs> ships like... are rad. I really uh, hate that they took the that gu- out. The gummy <laughs> ships are, I will say this, the gummy ship sessions, I, I, I yawn yawned. I loved. At. I mean, I like them. They're cool. It's just... I, it's Dream not what I dropped from the for. sky, which it's makes not, no sense. It's, it's not what I look for in in the game. It's like, all right, come ship transfer, cool, whatever. Yeah, it's, all right, it's, it's love a feature,
1: certainly. I feel like this is a discussion that I would love you, me, and Chris to have at some other time because it's a very long discussion. I feel like it we is. have a lot. We have to kind of research into this. Maybe we'll come back with an answer at some point in the future. Some that other sounds episode, great. yeah. Because totally. I think this would be fun along with the uh, kid versus squid thing. I'd love to write an up, ep- write something <laughs> for you. Just write something out, figure it out for you. Because this is. That's something that's rac- I'm recommending. I I I, for, I I believe I am a kid. I'm just saying. All right.
0: Um, <laughs> I beg to <you> differ. <laughs>
3: oh God! Yeah, lot, lot of lot of thought-provoking discussions so far. This is this has been good. You know. So of, uh,
0: of thought-provoking. If, if I may inter- interject with something, uh, you once upon a time made a video. Oh, are we getting into this? Oh, we're getting into this. Okay. <laughs> oh no. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> here 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 we go. You once upon a time made a video, sorry, and my butt was severely sore by it. Oh God! Oh man. yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh my! I'm still feeling the saltiness.
2: Post-Adam <laughs> door-shutting noise from Chris. <laughs>
0: okay. Uh, you once upon a time made a theory that Link is dead in Majora's Mask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I disagree with your theory. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> oh, no. This is going to be a long episode, I'm pretty Matt, sure. Just, just, just to <laughs> warn you,
2: Majora's Mask has been heavily talked about on this podcast, at least for... The
1: majority of the podcast. Jake is known as the Majora guy. I yeah. I, would, I, I would have no doubt. I mean, I it, love... it,
3: it is one of the, the seminal Legend of Zelda games. Yeah. If,
2: if not the best one. Right. You shut your mouth. So, Adam, no you... one cares what a
0: link at the past.
3: So are, are we having this discussion now? Like, dude, is is that something that we want to have?
1: That The gloves, now, the gloves
0: should come off, but I'm leaving it up to Adam.
1: Uh... I mean, are you guys fine with a longer episode? Cuz it's going to be a longer episode if we're I mean, it,
0: it, yeah, I'm I'm fine with it.
1: I mean, I'm I'm totally fine with it cuz I'm enjoying this episode a lot and oh. uh So, I, yeah, oh, go for it. Go for it. Oh, Matthew. I give oh. you my consent. Chris, oh, man, if maybe, they start Maybe maybe I, I should have okay. these arguments oh, in advance so I be- could have prepared. It, it, it's Dude, no, guys, I didn't prepare at all. I didn't realize I no, it's you coming this on this week.
0: And I was like, "Damn, I forgot to like write my thesis. <laughs> oh, good. He's vulnerable. Great. Yeah, I'm vulnerable. I'm going to have to be very candid about I wanted you guys to be candid so I didn't like
1: warn you i should have i should have given you a little bit of warning about that
0: so yeah we're coming in we're both coming in unprepared so if if i may i i would love to ask like your your key points as to uh as to why you believe he is dead just just your just your quick bullet point list you know let's no i i
3: I mean you've seen the video i don't know what your complaints are so like the the reasons why i believe it you know the 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 video kind of explains it right like it's you're you're going through the the five stages of grief. It's all very symbolic feeling. Um, you a theory know. that
1: originated from Zelda Informer.
3: <laughs> yeah, there, you, there there you go. I, but like you know the the effigies, the the you've met with a terrible fate, haven't you? Repeated line. Um, you know the the fact that it's it's a very bizarre storyline. You're in this land called Termina, which is already kind of Terminal. you know weird Hyrule. Yeah, a, a weird place that exists at the bottom of this tree stump in the middle of the forest. I mean, there's, there's a lot of evidence, you know, that points to this being not your typical Zelda adventure. And a lot of the symbology that exists throughout your, your journey seems to point in the direction of, you know, something not literally happening but rather it's more of a, a psychological journey. Yeah, a, a, it's a representational journey and adventure rather than a literal one. Um so I mean that's you know long story short watch watch the video I guess but you know that that's what I would say is you're you're traveling to f- multiple different locations that all seem to represent the five stages of grief. You're in this place called Termina, you're the the happy mask salesman says this line that seems to imply more than than what it actually means like when when you've died um you know I'd I'd say all that stuff and and more you know the, then there's also like all the hero shade evidence um you know things like that so so I'd I'd love to hear kind of some of your counterpoints
0: okay well um first of all I I I'd like to make a statement about about theories in general and why it is that I do ultimately respect what you do even if i do disagree with something it's because i love i think and adam and i were talking about this pretty recently about the importance of head canon and leaving oh. just enough so that way people can come to their own decisions because when you create your own world it's very easy to want to saturate it with as much detail as possible the, uh, and i
1: wrote a topic about this uh, like an idea that i wanted to talk about this where it was basically when are you when are you telling too much and not leaving enough to the imagination, and when are you telling it not enough and leaving too much to the imagination, or too and much to question?
0: One thing that that does like bother me um, is when the creators of something will come out after you know the game or the movie or the show is done, and they'll sort of say things about it, like they'll they'll like canonify things by by word of God, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, so like recently. Um, I don't think they verbatim said this, but uh, I think it was Aunuma who who like who knows about the theory, and he said, and he kind of disagreed with it, but he wasn't very explicit about it. But I don't like to use that as a reason as to why you know it doesn't count because I I think headcanon you... and theorization is, is more important. Are than you coming are you saying that later.
1: clarification is bad? Because I mean um, a lot of this, a lot of time it's a fine we're... line,
0: but I, right. I find that. um I find because that a lot if, of the
1: time it doesn't fit in the story, it doesn't fit in the overall idea if, of the plot. If you come out 15
0: years later to say, "Yeah, or nay on oh, something, okay, that's that's kind different. Of, yeah, you kind of kill it for people. So well, you're whether or that not you're kind of just said it is or is not true does not concern me.
1: It's kind of like you're playing the field too much. You're like looking at what people are thinking, and you're kind of going based off of that, as opposed to actually giving the real explanation that you had at the time or exactly. the idea that you were going with. Yeah, so, totally. I,
3: I mean, it's it's interesting. The Zelda timeline. Could very well fit into that that sort of category, right? Where you know Nintendo saw, hey, here are a bunch of people who are wondering where this game fits into the timeline. How do these games fit together? Yeah. And they're like, Uh I guess we got to come up with something. Here, here you go. Like, not that's... only that, and uh, they, that that falls under
1: clarification. They start um, the beginning of that, like that whole that whole story by saying, this is all speculation. It's like, then why even make it? right exactly why if you're not gonna be don't be assertive be definitive be Mm -hmm. strong in your opinion be strong in your what you're calling factual so i know to trust you when you're telling me something because right now i don't trust anything nintendo says about these games at all unless it's like like the few things that i trust are the very simple things like sheik is sheik is zelda that's it the end like, that sort of thing. It's like, okay, I trust that because it's very simple and there's no reason that they would go back and change it. But other things like placement in the timeline or motivations of characters, things like that, I doubt. Highly. I doubt yeah, explanations I, I, for things, I'm magic, on the same side as you like that, right now, Adam. Where it's like, nothing that is complicated in Zelda is is canon. And that's the issue. Because Nintendo has kind of said that they're not going to ever be able to give that information away. Because they don't know. They don't. They honestly never thought about it. They don't think about these sort of things, and that's that's the big issue.
0: Yeah. So to to sort of uh go toe to toe with your theory here, uh the first thing I I would like to say is the whole, you're right about the the one thing. You know, he does fall into the tree the tree trunk, and why is he suddenly in a in a magical realm? Um, it's because the official explanation for Termina was that when the goddesses created Hyrule, there were several. They were described as like cracks in the pavement. So to speak, and like one of these cracks was like a world like Termina, so like it's it's almost like an Alice in Wonderland sort of like fall into this this new world, um, and uh, the the five stages, which is which is something that I, I kind of honestly think that the five stages thing isn't entirely accurate, um, because you you know the Clock Town being a sort of denial, I I disagree with. Because the only people who are still left in the town during the New Year's, which is when it's supposed to be the most booming, are a skeleton key of people who aren't allowed to leave by law. And everyone sure. else is already, like, fled they away. They want to leave, they, or they, they can't. There are people who are begging to leave. They're Like, they're not denying their fate. The only people who are are... Really are they fighting are, with is, the like, mayor the at one point
1: carpenters. because he won't let them leave? Yeah,
0: yeah, that's a big source of contention. And even by the end of the three days, if you haven't done anything, nothing still gets solved. It's just the mayor basically orders, you guys gotta stay. Um... The one that probably makes the most sense is Anger in the Swamp, because the, the Deku King is obviously livid over just the non-understanding of what happened to his daughter. Mm-hmm. But the next two that, that come up... Uh, remind me again, what are the next two stages of grief? Uh, Bargaining this? and depression. Bargaining and depression. I almost feel like you can reverse the, the Snowhead and the Great Bay uh, for what they are. Like, um, you know, like Maiku, the, the Zora guitarist, Uh, refuses to accept the reality that the, that the lead singer's eggs have been stolen. So he goes on a suicide mission, basically, in order to reclaim them. And on the other hand, uh, you have the Gorons living with this, this terminal knowledge that they're gonna basically die in a frozen hellscape. (laughs) Uh, so they, they both kind of apply with each other. And the one that I find to be the biggest red flag about it is Ikana being a a realm of acceptance. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I know, like, death is, death is often, you know, like, sort of the, you know the end game the conclusion where people start to you know uh but the problem with Ikana is that it's it's full of spirits and and soldiers and and spies of people who never really realize that the war they fought actually ended centuries ago like the uh the Garo ninjas are are people who they're they're not Ikan Icon- they're not I- Ikanians I think is the proper they're they're spies from a different country who are mm-hmm. still trying to spy on this land where everyone is dead and um even like when you um even oh uh, god, what am I trying to say here? Okay, the the cap the Skull Kita captain, uh, who he seems to be the only one who truly has a, a grasp on the knowledge that, you know, things are over. Like he salutes you and says, Wear my mask and tell my men that the war is over. It's it's a place that's full of just people who are a spirit lost spirits who have never accepted the fact that they were truly gone. Um and God, what else is there? Okay, the hero shade thing?
1: I have a I have a different theory for the hero shade entirely.
0: Yeah, but the hero shade I think, and I I really don't want to cite the uh, Hyrule Historia for the same reason I said earlier, like coming <laughs> out like. But if take it for what it's worth, they they did say something along the lines of the Twilight Princess Link is the not not reincarnation, but the descendant. Like, I mean, it, it very well could be both, like a reincarnation descendant, but mm-hmm. it is like his his like great great whatever grandson. So he he had to have lived long enough in order to to sire a family or, or what have you,
1: or at the very least he had some siblings or something that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. But even then, it's still like we don't know about them, so there's no reason to speculate that it even exists. Well, I mean, yeah,
3: yeah. to to that point, what you know, not not going back to, like we can talk about all the other points later. Mm-hmm. But uh, but what I was gonna say is, you know, just because he lived long enough to to sire a family doesn't mean that the events of Majora's Mask aren't... Him being him being dead, right? Like Oh, he could have okay. been
1: like he already exists, he already had his life and then he This, this is his death. Okay, yeah, I, yeah, I, I the, can see that.
3: Yeah, him him maybe in his death, he reverts to kind of that critical time in his life when he was lost young linked a child yeah, lost in the woods, and that is his symbolic representation well, that's, of, mm-hmm. that's of him being a, dead.
1: That's what uh I was t- we were talking about this earlier and I thought that there's so much that the whole game's idea is loss because and the reason that my I had this I have this whole theory and I'm sorry to kinda of get off point a little bit. No, you're um, my hero's spirit theory is basically that we're the reincarnation full of, in of Link. This episode. Oh, well, I mean, we're with the game theory guy, so we might as well be. <laughs> it, is, it is appropriate. Yeah, I think if we weren't, people would be no, commenting I, I, up the I storm. like it. I like the. Theme. I listened to your game theory episode, and there was no theories to be found. Adam, here's a theory: <laughs> Why do you make a podcast about Zelda if you're not going to talk about Zelda? Yeah, we have um, people I, I, say it's that. It's more a question than a theory, but <laughs> it's, anyway, uh, <laughs> it's more more comment really. It's, <laughs> it's more a, a criticism really, <laughs> yeah, right. and a, a really on point. What I'd say, <laughs> you're not you're not wrong, and kind of speaks poorly of me in, in in general. Uh, but uh, the uh, the hero spirit, uh, basically at the end of Ocarina, you you get sent back to the past to relive your childhood by Zelda because she's like, you know, you had to do all this work, you know, might as well get a reward out of it. And when you go back to being a child, what ends up happening is you go back, but you're here. The spirit of the hero, the reincarnation, the part of your soul that is the hero stays, stays in that timeline. Okay. And that's interesting. What ends up happening to that spirit is it stays around and it waits and it waits as Hyrule slowly crumbles and falls to nothingness because it can't find a suitable replacement for the hero. And eventually Wind Waker happens and we get this new boy who's not a reincarnation of the hero, because hero doesn't exist anymore. But the hero spirit is still wandering about. And eventually, uh, Wind Waker Link earns the Triforce of Courage and becomes a new vessel for the hero spirit, and thus becomes the new reincarnation. As a result so you're of that. saying
0: the shade is just like the shell left behind in the original Yes, timeline. because
1: what ends up happening is the end of uh, Majora, the beginning of Majora's Mask is Link going around the woods. He's kind of lost. He's kind of restless. He's kind of, he doesn't know where, he doesn't really know where he is, even though this is where he used to grow up. It's not really his home anymore, because everything's changed. And he feels different. He feels like he's not exactly himself anymore. He, his, you can his, see it. his entire face, home village, nobody wants him there. He's solemn he because he, he has nowhere to go. He doesn't really have his family. And then he's looking for Navi, who's gone. His his only friend. He loses his guide, he loses his home, and he loses part of himself. The only person that and then he, he loses his, his horse, journey. Yeah. Who is like, his only other companion. And now he's just completely all alone. And so it's kind of accepting that fate. Accepting that Majora's Mask is him accepting that He's no longer the hero that he once was. He's no longer the important subject of this world because he used to be this person that was such such great importance. He changed the world. He saved Hyrule. Now he's nothing. He's just a boy. He's just someone that lives there that helped uh, inform the king that someone was a bad man. That's it. That's all he ever did. No one remembers his journey. No one remembers his struggles. And even at the end of Majora's Mask, he does all this, but nothing. no one remembers it. It all gets undone.
0: Yeah, again. Because, so yeah
1: it's it's the acceptance that he's alone. It's the acceptance that he no longer matters because everything that he does will be undone by time. Everything that he does will be undone by the world around him.
3: Well and I and I think that, that that's a really great and like I think that's a fantastic interpretation.
1: And I you know, I think that what And even one more thing, the when uh in Twilight Princess you meet Majora Link and it's a shade. But why is it a Shade? We never see a Shade in any other game. We never see this exact type of hero ever again. Why does this Link stay in this form in the way that he does? Well, because he's not the hero anymore. He's just, he's hes not even attached to the spirit realm anymore. He's stuck in an in-between. He's stuck being the Shade, this this shell of a former person. And it also explains why he's wearing this armor, this weird armor that we've never seen before. It's, it possibly means that he went and tried to reseek that glory in battle, and he died, as a result, I mean, because he definitely he was no, lost an eye. Yeah, he was no longer blessed, <laughs> and he kept seeking. He was he kept searching for that, and he never found it.
0: It's it's very much overlooked how how sad the life of the Ocarina of Time masculine mask is. It's actually tragic. Was. <laughs> it's oh, the, it's so he's The sad. only friend who who he ever had, who he truly ever had, who remembered everything, like didn't really he, care about him. <laughs> I wouldn't say he didn't care about him, but uh, basically. I mean, you can't deny that, that he was abandoned by her, but oh I, yeah, you know. that's what it is. Um, and you know, having to go on that search, every every good deed that he does is undone and forgotten, and he just has to live his life like that, and, and
1: he has to watch people suffer endlessly over and over again.
0: Mhm. Yeah. Oh, but uh, <laughs> oh, I I'm I'm sorry, Matt. Uh, I never did. So, what were your your counters, by the way, to uh some of the things I said? If you oh
3: well, I, well, first I was gonna say, you know, the whole thing that. Uh, Adam's theory about kind of being being undone by time, by having to accept that he's no longer the hero. You know, it's interesting. It that may not be a literal death, but it's but it's a death of sorts, right? It's it's a it's, death of
1: pers of character and of identity. Which yeah, is it's, something that it's was very important.
3: It's a loss, and I think that that you know whether or not Link is literally or physically dead, you know, in in that game. I, I think that there's probably a case to be made that, that he is because of all the weird, you know, things that happen throughout that entire, you know, storyline. Yeah. But I, I don't think there is any denying, and I think that there's plenty of evidence to to reflect exactly that, that it's a story about loss. And it's about, you know, and and that through through this arc, you know, of going to all these different temples, you know, saving Termina and helping all these individuals— you know, but then at the end you know, of the day, even, like you said, everything kind of being wiped away by time. Right. By and even by...
1: even more to that point, I, I almost forgot about this. To get the last mask, to get the uh, the, uh, the what is it called again? Great deity form? Fierce, uh, Fierce deity. Fierce deity. deity. Yeah. Sorry, uh, you have to give up every single mask you collected. You have to give up all those 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 things that you've Chief done once again to get this identity, which is supposed to be the. Heart of Termina. Everyone in Termina is supposed to be fused into this one spirit, this this one mask, and then you lose that that too. So even then, you have nothing. Even right. then, you were fighting for everyone, but you meant nothing to them. You meant nothing to this world. Yeah.
2: Or is, I, it, I, is it quite the opposite, actually? Because it's now, you have it all, and you have it all singularly. You can't, I, I kind of like to think of it more like
1: that, than you have nothing, because it's like... You well, it's, I really can one... see that
0: going both ways, actually.
1: Yeah, I, I just, I feel like it fits more into right. the interpretation that I have to right. think Right. Yeah, of it yeah, yeah. I, like... I
2: see it, but like when you, you put it like that, because I'm, I'm listening to all this depressing stuff, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm man, <sorry." laughs> dude, it's not happy. It's and then no, it's, <laughs> it's a depressing game. It's, this it's, is it's like the it's the, the
1: freckle of hope that this is, he is yes, like the this shining like, light this, like, of He's like this like superhero, like he's like he's fighting for everyone, but then it just goes away and it's gone. They take it from you. But does it to though? once again solidify? It. Yeah, he doesn't because have the mask anymore. He doesn't no, but, have any of that But anymore.
2: it, it resonates in our hearts of us who played the game and finished it. You know, like, man.
1: But that's the thing. That was is the that journey. Link, Link needs needs to understand through that game, and he never does because the hero shade kind of shows is, that. Is, is that it you Link? need to accept that what you experienced is your memories. Like you have to hold those to your heart. You have to appreciate what you have for yourself, as opposed to the glory that comes with it. And I'm, trying, I to, Link was I'm trying to find I think, what majority. That's, the biggest, Here, go that's
2: the biggest treasure, though. Like we are Link,
1: and we did, we did that. We as the players, we are Link. We but, focused. That's that's us. But what I mean is that he never found that. He never accepted that. But he, if he is we, then we found it. Adam, come on. Do, can, we're not Link. <laughs> are we going to get into the... Chris? I think we've already kind of established that we're not Link as a player. Link is too cool to be me. Link I like Link is a is a character that we I use as protagonist protagonist. I am Sora.
2: I am, I am
1: Solid Snake, Adam. I'm a I am squid. <laughs> I'm Big Boss. <laughs> I, am, I am a kid. I am a squid. <laughs> yeah. I am kid. I am a squid. Hashtag. I don't know. <laughs> oh. Uh, through,
2: through all the darkness in those games, I, that is the shining light for me. That, that, it resonates in my, in my soul. That Screw is. Screw your lights. <laughs> hey, hey man. Come on. <laughs> this is my theory. Let I'm me kidding. theorize myself. I'm just being mean. Well,
3: about loss though, I mean, I think that the, the whole, Loss motif about whether you have it all or you have nothing. You know the loss motif. I think gets gets really reinforced when you look at going when you actually go into the moon and you're faced with that weird kind of tree landscape and you have to engage with all the moon children. Mm-hmm. Um, you know each of the moon children force you to give up your masks. Yeah. Um, sure. you know like physically they they ask you give you know I want masks I want more masks you know more more more. It's the world and- taking shit from you. It. It. I mean, really. It. It is. You. It's again. You as the hero having to make the sacrifice and seeing, like you said, kind of your work. The sacrifice. Taken away.
1: What? what sakurai Fice? that's a dumb pun you should <laughs> you're not allowed to talk he anymore. he has nothing to do with the game <laughs> kick him out of the call please I don't wanna, I don't he
2: has nothing to do with the game i'm okay. sorry i, I sorry. had to i i used that the other day in terms of smash bros i thought i could it.
1: we'll talk about smash bros later let matt finish his thought i really like yes, it somewhere. i want to i want to I hear
3: his my mistake I, I apologize mr you're
2: theory.
1: still talking
3: well no it, it it's it's interesting too because like I I had to pull it up because I had to, one of the things as I was writing that theory that I never like I wanted to figure out a good way to fit it in and I couldn't really figure out how it it all works together Power is applies. yeah is that the, the scene in the moon right when right before you're going to fight majora as the final boss and and you've given up all your masks um you know majora you go up to him and you and I just pulled it up here You know, he says, you don't have any masks, everyone has gone away, Um, you know, you are left solely with him. And then he gives you the Fierce Deity mask, and he's like, let's play good guys versus bad guys, Mm -hmm. you are the bad guy. (laughs) And and that's always been a line that's stuck with me.
0: It's Um, been very, very, uh, not controversial, but debated,
1: I guess.
3: Oh, absolutely. And but it makes
1: sense for a character to think that. It makes sense for a character to not think of themselves as a well, one, of the, one of the best
0: One of the best quotes I've, I've ever heard before is, and it really can apply to this, is every villain is the hero of their own story. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it, it very well could be a story of, of you know, Majora truly believing that... Um, what he's doing is right. What he's doing is right, and, and getting rid of this world is the right thing to do, because... There has been a lot of sacrilege in the, in that entire country. Like the, the entire Stone Tower is the this idea of giant the uh, fu to the goddesses.
1: It's the idea of like uh, sort of like uh, pure paladin. Like the the idea of like good ev- like pure good. Like if good completely overpowered evil, it would consume the world with like its righteousness, with its like it's it's very harsh, very you know strict a, sense of yeah, justice. Is a
0: utopia really a utopia? No, it's you, always a dystopia. You, you guys kind of
1: reminded me of
2: a, a plot in a movie. So uh, did you guys watch the recent Kingsman?
1: I did not. I did. You did? I wanted to. Uh,
2: well, I mean, if you, um, I don't want to spoil it then. What's another? Matt, you've seen the movie. What What is another movie sort of relatable to the plot point? I think you know what I'm trying to make, the point I'm trying to make, where it's like the ultimate, the, you either do one thing or it gets back at you and it does something else. You get rid of it or it gets rid of you type of thing. That like uh it's I guess that's perfect.
1: Well, What's Highlander then? <laughs> Highlander? Yeah. There can only be one. You have to either kill everyone that's oh, also Potter. a Highlander.
2: Harry Potter.
0: Oh, yeah,
1: I was gonna the... say,
2: like,
3: yeah, the whole point
1: Excuse me all in all my
0: eighties
3: references. references. Not
2: not you know, two it's, it's, No two can live while the other survives. It's
3: it's, it it's it's interesting, you know, in talking about kind of loss and accepting that you're not the the hero anymore and that all your achievements are gone you know back to kind of adam's theory it's it's really interesting because you also have majora at the end here it's saying you're the bad guy and after that he says and when you're bad you just run that's fine right and i wonder if there is something i wonder if there is something to that like you know is is this story about link choosing to go on you know like is, it, is bad? it about what is
1: it selfish yes entirely Wh- is it is he being a bad guy a lot of the time yeah he's cheating people he's lying to people he's doing things to get his own way oh no I'm, to... I'm i'm yeah, talking, like I'm, even just like I'm talking wearing... about
3: even even more than that like oh in general kind of the, yeah i'm talking about forget the the connotation of good versus bad i think here you know is it I mean, could this potentially be, and that this is, of course, even more controversial than him actually being dead, but is it like him contemplating suicide, for instance? You know, where it's like, hey, I've come back to this world, and I have no purpose. Like you said, his he has Navi, who's disappeared. He has no friends. Zelda probably won't interact with him anymore. Like, he is entirely alone. They, so... they
1: never had a relationship to begin with at this right? Point,
3: exactly. because something, something he so ended so it overlooked. quickly.
0: Is how much of a foil like Skull Kid really is to Link. They, they are basically two sides of one coin. They, they're both just like impenetrable loneliness, just how one chooses to deal with it.
3: Yeah. Right. And so it and One so chooses I to deny,
1: if... the other one chooses to embrace it fully. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. what Skull Kid is.
2: I guess at the end, it's like, what if our roles were switched then? What if Skull Kid himself was the hero? Which is well,
0: why. Hold on. I want to go back to something Adam said. You said one is to deny and one is to embrace. But what I find actually really interesting about what you said is. I can't honestly tell who you're talking about, and I find that interesting, because I, I find situations it, where they both sort of do that.
1: Yeah, that's the thing that's interesting, is that while Link, you could say, is you know embrace is embracing it at times, for the most part, I, I think he's definitely more on the denial side. Why else the,
0: would he continuously play that song of time and just keep going? Because there aren't enough ma- hours in the day to solve every crisis in every dimension, but for whatever reason, he takes investment in it.
1: Like, Yeah. He denies he denies the loneliness. He denies yeah. the the idea that he is he doesn't matter to anyone. He has no friends. But then sometimes he embraces it by choosing to act selfishly. And mm-hmm. Skull Kid more so acts selfishly, and he embraces that with his with his childish antics, with his childish personality. Uh, but other times he denies that loneliness. For example, that last line: "Let's play a game together." Why would he care about playing a game with someone if he doesn't care about people being around him? Why would he act like they're friends? Playing a game is something you do with friends. So he considers Link a friend, but at the same time he also considers him an enemy. So they keep flipping back and f- forth between both sides. And while one takes on the role more than the other, you could say that Jake, you really opened my mind to this one. But like, yeah, it's they—they they have this issue where they—they're not what, sure who they are. You know what? Just but just was it quick, was it? I, I really kid? hope. I really Let,
0: hope Anuma just, like, hears something He's
2: like, dude, I, I just made a game. Like, I, I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> oh, wait, but, like, really? <laughs> well,
0: that's usually the case. Before we it <laughs> on like that. You're reading way too far What the hell are you guys, guys going on about it? I made a good guy and a bad guy. I, just, I you, you literally just said something that sparked an idea same in my mind, time. Jake. What,
2: what? You, you guys said something. Right before we end, because we, I can tell this is kind of fading out. Um, you said, when, in the beginning of the game when Skull Kid finds Link, he's like, oh, this guy. And he just goes ahead and steals his stuff anyway. Like, mm-hmm. was it Skull Kid doing that? Or was it the mask it kind of make, but, um, influencing him? Because if Skull Kid without about, the mask, they are of sort of friends. Yeah, I guess so.
1: so yeah, it's but, like, but the other thing is, like, he's always his antagonist. He keeps fighting against him the whole time. Bye. I'm
2: I'm just saying, like, what if, if the mask wasn't there, though? Like, that whole situation, this whole game, might have been avoided
1: if there was no masks.
2: I know. That's just if if Skull Kid never got a, his hands on the Majora's mask specifically, oh, yeah. then dude. that whole scenario could have been different. I, they I could honestly, have embraced each other as the friends that they they knew each other as, which and, they
0: end up being. Like Link does end up getting a friend out of them, but obviously yeah. Skull Kid returns to his old antics. why Twilight Princess is still a douche. <laughs> but,
2: uh, well, that's that. That's new
0: skull kid. That's skull, not say, It's that's the same guy. A, that's it's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, a same completely
3: guy. different skull kid, isn't it?
0: No, it's the same one. It's, how do you know? It's are the same you, one. Sup, sure? nerd. <laughs> it's uh, there are a lot of hints. Like again, I don't want to use Hyrule Historia I want to use in game context. Uh, right. The fact that it plays Soraya's song, which is a song that it, that he's taught in um, Ocarina of Time, It's general impishness. Um, I don't. There, there are a lot of like in game clues. I think. And, like, I think he said something when he's done with you, like, I haven't had that much fun uh, playing with someone in a long time. Like, Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, Matt, if I, if I may uh, ask, uh, I'd like to go back and hear your, your counter, because uh, we sort of <laughs> got into a bunch of other things.
3: We, we did. We, we spun off a a lot of different things. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, 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 it's fine. This has
0: been one of the greatest (laughs) topics we've had.
3: (laughs) No, and I think that that's the thing, right? Is whether or not you think Link is truly dead in, in this, in the game, I think that there's no, like, I think it's, it's hard to deny the fact that this is a very symbolic story. It's about, it's about accepting loss and it's about, you know, and, and I think that there's plenty of evidence to suggest that, like, the events that actually take place in the game aren't necessarily literal events. You know, I, th- mm-hmm. I think that that's one of the big questions of this game is, is it...
1: How literal is it? Yeah, yeah how, well, how mean, literal, how I literal
3: is this quest?
0: I, I think Link was alive, but even I can argue that, you know, the the literal nature of it is is very fluid. I mean, if you really think about it, Link doesn't end up doing any of those things because of how the, the time mechanics work. Mm-hmm. So...
3: I right. He and he, had, and he ends up. All, sorry. Oh, go ahead.
1: No, no, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I, I I keep playing around with this idea in my head the whole time that we're having this conversation because what you keep alluding to is just like how much of this is Link just imagining, like an epicness on everything that he's doing. You know how much of it is actually happening.
3: Yeah, it's it it's it's a good question, and I you know and like I said, whether it's it's him dealing with the decision to. Run away from his life, you know, into into the forest, and this is his decision to, you know, this is his struggle to kind of like return to life, return to high rule or whatever, to you know, embrace being a kid, you know, embrace kind of being the forgotten hero, whatever it is, you know. I think that that, or whether it's him accepting death or whatever I think that there's plenty of interpretations that you can put in there to to specifically you know bring it back around to your points you know I would say just be the whole to the point of denial um I think that when it comes to clock town you don't need everyone in the town to deny the fact that the moon is is crashing down and that it, you know they're all going to be dead in three days to me, make it say that like oh clocktown as a whole doesn't represent denial i think well, if you have one or two of the kind of main characters that you're engaging with and interacting with during your your time in that town to kind of like represent those things then yeah you know not everyone in akana valley is accepting things not everyone in you know snowhead is is bargaining um you know so i i think that it's it's one of those things that the main person that's that you interact with while you're in Clocktown is is the mayor, right? And he's the one who is most guilty of denying that the moon is crashing down, and and even I would still, like the, the rest of
0: the is probably the most guilty. The mayor is just sort of like, uh don't get my wife involved.
3: <laughs> okay, okay. So, uh, yeah. but but those those two are are fairly prominent characters in sure. in that part of the game. And you know they're both very represent representative of denying things that are happening. I see um, the
0: where you're coming from, but I worry that this sort of thing lends itself to the whole one, therefore all sort of argument, where like you could say, you know, oh, this one major guy is, so it it ends up like representing it ends up like representing everything on like a grander scale. Um, well, I
3: mean, but but that's the thing about symbology, right? Like, you know, it's. You don't want everyone. You can't create a game where like everyone in this town it's, it's is minded Yeah, because then that's one. It's it's weird to kind of create that. Like it's not believable character-wise. Yeah. And it it just kind of creates a, a lesser work of art at that point, right? If I'm like, oh, I need to be so on the nose with this, you know, this subtext that I'm looking to to lay in this game. You know, I, I want this. Say, I'm I'm the creator of the game, right? And I yeah. I'm like, oh, I want to make this a symbolic representation of Link being dead, uh, or accepting death and and moving on. You know, right. oh, in yeah. the first part of the game, I need everyone to represent denial. Well, the, you know, that's that's a bit too on the nose, right? It's a bit too exact. But if I have like one or two of the characters, or like the major theme of that realm, be denial, then okay, you know, I've I've got. You make my it point all of... allude
1: to this sort of theme. If you keep that in mind when you're designing the characters and their ideas and things like that, like you're like all it's all like pointing towards like, a few key points that are all based on denial. Yeah, basically. if you
3: if you zoom, out, I think I think that. To one of the major counter-arguments I would have to to what you were saying is zoom out. You're looking at it very granularly, mm-hmm. and I think that if you're looking at this artistic masterpiece, because it is, Majora's Mask is a, no, is a beautiful artistic it's the game. It's I'm
0: in game design. It, it's the the
1: inspiration I, I had.
3: Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. It's and got it's, a good
1: game story, but... I and have it's issues
3: with it <laughs> sure right and and it's you know some some people love it some people don't but like it's it's one of those games that's very different very unique and and tries to do something very special shows i think creativity yeah exactly and it's and it's one of those things that like i can look at a painting and i can look at you know like say a jackson pollock painting or whatever or or no let's let's say an impressionistic painting pointillism and i i see a couple of dots on on the on the canvas and I'm like, okay, this is a weird painting because I see a couple of dots. I'm looking at it really up close. But as I walk further and further away, all the dots kind of combine to form, like, a beautiful landscape. You know, this these couple of individual points have right. shown me what the, the full picture is. And so, you know, I think the the dots in this case are all the individual characters, all the individual interactions. Okay. but. You, you leave certain sections of the game with a feeling or with an over, overall theme. You know, the, the, the Deku scrubs, there's, there's a lot of anger there. There's a lot of resentments. You know, they're dealing Absolutely. with, yeah. So I think that the, the theme of that area is anger. The theme of, you know, bar, when I was writing that theory, for me, the, the hardest one to really buy in was bargaining. Um, cause it's, you know, it's, it's a tough thing to kind of represent. You know, I, I don't know if, like it, that was kind of the one where as I'm writing it, I'm like, this is kind of where I, I don't feel as strongly about this. Uh, but like, yeah, de- yeah. but like depression with, you know, her not speaking for years, you know, a character actually dies there. Um, you know, it's, it's a very sad part when you're, when you're dealing with the Zoras. And then, you know, Akana Valley, you're right. It's, it's a lot of kind of like resistant spirits, things like that. But you have, um, I forget what the the character's name is, but you know you have Solpita, him...
0: the king. Ah, um...
3: <sighs> yeah, well, the, the you sharp have the brothers, the yeah uh, you you Star have the sharp War. brothers. I know, and and you also have the the daughter and her father. Oh yeah, Um Yeah, yeah I, I forget what their names are, but the Pamela
0: and the Death. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean it's <laughs> it's
3: the Valley of Death, right? And it's
0: yeah. you know like.
3: Acceptance there, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, that one is another one that's a little bit harder to, to swing a hammer at. But, you know, Akana because Valley might one not. One other
0: thing I'd like to add to Akana is that it's the only place where after you, you know, beat the boss, there is visually no difference. Like, nothing changes. Right. Um, absolutely. Even like the the, the ocean one where the sea is still murky, uh, people are, are happier, she's talking, whatever absolutely nothing changes in Termina though after after right. you like a little bit of like a little whooshy whoosh around the stone tower but that doesn't change anything <laughs> a little sure. bit of whooshy whoosh no yeah. and,
3: and and i mean honestly akana could just in, acceptance doesn't necessarily have to equate to akana acceptance could actually relate to the moon if we wanted to um okay. because both of those are pieces of the end game right and so now yeah. go, going back to to adam's theory right if we we travel up to the moon we have to give up our masks. We have, you know, we have Majora telling us we're the bad guy, you know, and that the bad guy always runs away and this and that. Maybe, maybe that's the part where you're you're saying, "I, I accept this. I accept giving up the masks. I accept, you know, everyone leaving me. I accept being alone and taking on this final battle empty-handed." Yeah, it's um, just, it
0: feels too preemptive to, to give kind of the you know the acceptance, especially when the end game itself is him being in the same place, like from where he started his journey, you know, the lost woods and he and he rides off like with his head up and stuff. And down. it's
1: interesting because the the acceptance of the end is kind of false because it's he regresses. If we're gonna How do continue with I mean if you continue with my thought process on the hero spirit, um he regresses back to this idea of denial where he goes back to, you know, still trying to seek adventure. Although you could argue, you know, he's trying to seek adventure and, and greatness in another form, he's still trying to relive those glory days. Well, no, is I, I, he loses I, an eye, I, I, and he, you know, he dies in battle, and those sort of things.
3: I don't know, I, I, w- I would argue that with, you know, you, you brought up earlier about how he's spent the entire game, you know, even though knowing that every three days, everything that he did during those preceding three days is going to be erased, and, and wiped out, and everyone's going to forget about it, those problems are still going to exist, but he but he's gotten his token, right? He's gotten his mask. He's like, okay, the the actual deed might be erased, but I still have the my mask that says that I did. Yeah, I have my glory. I I have gotten this trophy that says I have achievement unlocked, right? Yeah, that's why he but, holds yeah.
1: things above his head. He's like, yes, this is mine. I did right. Know. And it so shows. now
3: in the moon, you have these bosses, you know, these representations of the bosses that you fought throughout the game. Asking you for to give up your masks. Hey, all that stuff that you worked for, all those achievements, all those trophies that you got, give them to me. You know, I, I want them. Give them up. Which is the and... end of,
1: of Ocarina of Time. If you think about it, it's a representation of what happens at the end of Ocarina of Time. He does everything, and Zelda, albeit she does it to to try and reward him, she ends up kind of smiting him, like damning him to this like hunger, this need for glory once again.
3: Yeah, it, right. And so here you have Link having to accept, okay, I'm giving this stuff up. I, you know, I, I'm okay kind of relinquishing my trophies and, and going forward empty handed as though nothing happened. And I think maybe that is where that the theme of acceptance comes into play. He's accepting that you know, these deeds were ultimately meaningless. He's accepting right. the fact that he doesn't need physical tokens of what he did to feel accomplished or 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 like you said, he's accepting that he's not the hero. you know, he's accepting that all of this was meaningless and that no one care he's just another kid. you know, And I think that that actually might be the stronger argument to be made for acceptance. Um, you know. That being said, like, I just mean whenever
1: game he he regresses back into that denial. After does it, like does he does he regress post game? Yes, I think so. With like I said, the hero the hero shade, he's missing an eye. He's got this armor on. He died in I would assume battle. I think he has arrows in him at some at some parts of his body. So can, can, I, I,
2: can I relate this to something kind of like kind of like a real world thing just in case? Because I I would think of a like. This is sort of like, I, f- I was trying to find the perfect analogy, and I think I found it. It's like when you're working for a degree in college, and this is what you really want to do, and then when you realize by the time you're, by the time you finish, that no one's looking for a philosopher degree.
1: No one's looking <laughs> for that person. <laughs> what?
3: Spoiler alert. Um,
1: <laughs> it's spoiler alert to the end of college. Don't ruin the right. game.
3: <laughs> Abandon no. now. Abandon now,
2: guys. It's, it's, if, no, if it's like you're a philosophy just, major. like... Yeah, phlo- no, I'm just kidding. Philosophy majors do what you want. I don't know, but it, it sort of is like <laughs> spend closet. your parents' money and you know, right. No, no, yeah, bad you're all this place. money, and money is important in life. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of is. It's it's like you get all this money, and then school is like, give us your money. All right, first year tuition, second year tuition, third year, or fourth year, four year, four temples. You see, major <laughs> is relatable. Well, um,
3: I feel at, like Chris is this then, crazy whiteboard with all these then like, pins you're, and stuff. you're <laughs> awarded
2: with this piece of paper. Signed by some dean and from some school, saying, "This is what you did and you accomplish, and it's up to you, the player, you the hero, to interpret it like this was either a complete waste of time or this is this is good. This it's what is you worth. do with
1: it, though. It's it's what you do with it, and yeah. I think Link well, I, doesn't. I, I'm sorry, you can
3: no. I, I was going to say you Link's know, degree you're... in hero and heroism is it great <laughs> or is it suck? Your, I think your, your big hesitation right now is, okay, the game ends, but then in the time between the game ending, Majora's Mask ending and him becoming the hero shade, you're saying, you know, what oh, happens? Is, yeah, what happens? I think honestly, him becoming the hero shade might actually, this goes back to kind of what I was saying, where just because Link is a kid doesn't necessarily mean that this is, you know, this this is happening when he's physically a kid. Maybe what happens is going back to Link physically being dead. You know, maybe this is after he's already been the Hero Shade. He's lost his eye. He's gotten this weird armor, and you know, he he's dead. Or he's, I would accept he's, that he's, he's dying and on the then... sole
1: condition that they put the game after Twilight Princess and the timeline. I, uh, yeah, but, but this we would mean all... that we'd re- 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 be rewriting the timeline to say that Majora's Mask takes place. After... Dude,
0: every game rewrites the timeline. Right, no. yeah, exactly. But like, but,
1: like, in a very major way.
0: Uh-huh. This is a sure. major,
1: like, change. This is a shift, as opposed to just adding something into place. Like, putting a link between worlds after a link to the past or whatever. Just plopping it in there. Yeah, yeah I, I mean... They
0: something kind of weird with that, where, like, uh, he's called, like, the new hero, but then the next one is called the hero... yeah it's
3: yeah it's it's bizarre the 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 fnaf timeline and the zelda timeline caused me no amount of consternation well
1: it's kind of obvious (laughs) especially with triforce heroes that like every single version of hyrule every couple hundred years the lore changes like for example in triforce heroes we already know that the whole reason that the king that these three heroes are who they are and the reason that they're all guys and everything and this explained is that the king is looking for three boys who fought who meet this exact description and they all do. And so he's like, you're all the hero. Go on an adventure. And it's like... So it's not what? really Link? <laughs> We're not sure. We're not sure if any of them are Link. But they all fit the description of the hero. Ooh. It's just yeah. a crazy king who has some crazy ideas. And he's putting these three kids, who obviously have no idea what they're doing, on an adventure <laughs> to go save the kingdom. We don't know what from, from what yet, or if even there is anything to save it from. But we do know it's a king being nuts and like, just... Grabbing a bunch of random people and forcing them to do work together. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, and, and I guess to real quick put a, put a button in this because we should either be wrapping up or moving on to another topic. We need to be moving or, on or, at the very least. Or, or, yeah. Or, or, or we something. Have some other
1: things we have to talk about really quick. Right.
3: To... I, I, I think the thing at the end of the day, the beauty of theorizing is, and, and what I love about it. Post that Put I, in
0: some triumphant music right here.
3: Right, yeah. This put in the inspirational music, um, you know, and it's it's something that I think frustrates people who don't look at it this way or don't understand it. Is it it just makes the stories of your favorite games, you know, be it Mario, be it Zelda, whatever. It makes them richer. It makes them more fun. It makes you question them and look Mario at them.
0: Me so hard. <laughs> well it,
3: it, it or it makes you look at them in a different way or appreciate them in a different way, right?
0: Where yeah, yeah. you know,
3: Mario may be mental, Link may be dead, you know, uh Borderlands. Yoshi may, may be unfun, but you know yeah, <laughs> what what, what <laughs> Yoshi may be suffering from animal abuse, whatever. You know, it's but it's one of those things that it it gets you to re and, and my goal with the show uh is I want people to look at these games that they've loved and, and re-experience them and, and rethink kind of their preconceived notions uh, about them, you know. And is 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 Mario meant to be a sociopath? You know, no. Why would Nintendo ever make a hero like their main protagonist be like a, a homicidal sociopath? Yeah. Yeah. But no. does it make like sense
1: it. when you look at it like that? That's the question. Is like because Nintendo leaves a lot up to the air, and they leave it up to you to decide. Which it kind of lets you fill in these gaps, and they leave enough things up into interpretation that you can figure this stuff out. You can put it in this way, and you can make these these arguments that seem solid because they have so much evidence supporting them.
3: Right, and and even and and one of the things that's a double edged sword for what I do uh, on the channel is, you know, so much of nerds. <laughs> well I, yes not yeah. only i don't Fan, fanboys <laughs> get very fanboys get very defensive it's yeah. not oh, annoying yeah.
2: nerds that it's like but like the fact that like the nerds are getting together they're talking about it that's the beauty that's what it I, is that's like the night the, the coolest thing the most like inspiring things like whether they like your stuff what if they don't like it that's what really it driving the just the thought and everyone coming together and expressing their feelings about that that is that is the real thing. That is the best right. thing I, I can see coming out of any type of theory.
1: This this reminds – this because uh, I want to move on as well. I, I have a few more questions from Matt. I have a few questions just specifically for Matt, and it kind of ties into this. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to just list them out so you can kind of answer them however you want. Uh, sure. When did you get started doing game theory? What are your favorite and least favorite Zelda games? And what is your favorite Zelda theory?
3: Ooh,
0: okay. I,
1: wait, uh, wait, wait. Zelda theory that
0: he made or Zelda theory around? In general. Okay. <laughs>
3: Um, okay. So I like, uh, I, so I started game theory coming up like just over four years ago, um, which is wild to think about. Mm -hmm. Um, if I may ask, what were you doing before theory? Uh, like, Like,
0: yeah, like, um,
1: are you a, uh, an analyst?
3: I, so I actually have a background in neuroscience and, uh, (laughs) theater actually. So I, you're a well-rounded man yes yeah, spe- thanks <laughs> speaking of useless majors um i <laughs> i i major you,
1: you can play a surgeon really well
3: <laughs> i i can uh, tell you what i can tell you if my onstage character has an anal fixation better than anyone else uh, <laughs>
2: pull, pull oh my some, god we haven't yeah, even fan th- fiction yet
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. going back to the fanfic but um yeah so i i have this background in kind of science and arts uh, and so before I was doing game theory, I was, uh, touring around actually as a, as a theatrical actor, um, doing, and also so direct, hell. and, and director. So I did, phew, I, I forget the exact number at this point, but I did probably around like 20 plus shows, uh, everything from Moliere and Shakespeare to high school musical oh god um, every
1: oh, everyone wants to do high school musical god. oh
3: it's 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 a brutal show I like it is a we're punishing it's, show it's, it's
1: not for kids it isn't is uh, for kids i've ever seen not because of like its content but because of how difficult it is it's it's it's
3: incredibly hard and it's yeah. one of the, so i was touring around professionally in theater for about three years um and learned that hey the, the- theater industry isn't all it's cracked up to be like oh, no it's I, pain yeah, I, well, I was working consistently, which which is a, a miracle. Yeah, but but it's one of those things where it wasn't providing like I was living off the dollar menu. Like I I wasn't. I realized very quickly that it's like, hey, I can do this and I can do this successfully. I but should have been a techie. <laughs> I yeah, I I will never have a like, level of kind of like financial stability. I will always be out of a job in two yeah. months, whenever the show run ends. And if I do want to make it to Broadway great that's that's all well and good but that's know, gonna be, be even worse that's gonna be, yeah it's you're gonna be exactly. consumed by it yeah and you're gonna you're consumed by it and, and it'll also... spit you out as hard yep.
1: as it possibly can
3: yep and and you're playing chorus boy number three in the background of mary poppins and you're doing the you same... have a better
1: chance of being on youtube successful than you do being in a broadway show successful well, i don't know and, about and all you're... that I, well, I, I sincerely believe that no you're
3: point. you're it's well at at this point it's you know YouTube is is a pretty tough system to get into but it I will say this like one of my biggest frustrations about theater was I you know I work really hard you, you know and I, I but think your success who,
1: defi- is dependent so much by everyone else.
3: Yeah, ex- exactly. It was one of those things where if you didn't go to the right college, if you didn't know the right people, if you didn't, you know, hobnob and talk and network or whatever, like in theater, you're not getting anywhere, even if you are the best ideal person for the part. And for me, I've always been, you know, very merit based. Like, hey, if you work hard, you deserve to be rewarded. Um, you know, if you, if you, create something. If you're the best for the role, then you should get it. And theater is very much not that sort it's of nepotism. business.
1: It's nepotism. It's 100% nepotism.
3: It is. And so that was another frustration. And so, like, that coupled with kind of where I saw the artistic leanings of the industry, like, you know, Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark was was rough. Like, I saw the very first production of it, and Jeez. it's, you know, it it was... Terrifying. I, I saw that... Yeah, it was terrifying. I saw, you know, Mary. I love Mary Poppins the musical, but it's like I saw all these movies being turned into to to musicals. I, you know, the the artistic vibrance of theater and and specifically of live theater, where
1: was being consumed by commercialism.
3: Yeah, you were losing a lot of the experimentation and creative freedom that made it so exciting. And Mm -hmm. so I'm like, you know, all of those things kind of combined, and I'm like, I need to to move on and, and. get out of this but no one was willing to this was at the the absolute bottom of the economy yeah. um you know so where like no one was hiring 2008 yeah exactly and so no one was hiring anyone and and especially people weren't spending me, money yeah people weren't spending money and and especially for me you know as kind of like the weird theater kid who is trying to you know with a neuroscience background who is trying to you know get out of that and transition transition industries everyone's like know what can you do for us i'm not gonna you don't risk have my money the, on you you don't
1: have the the uh, background you don't have the the what is it called the
3: the hard skills
1: yeah something like that just like you don't have the the references you don't have yeah to, the you, yeah you i didn't a, i
3: didn't yeah i didn't have the the resume for yeah, it yeah right? that's what i mean i was got it yeah it and and made. so and so that like so i was out of it like you know Perfect. I have. I had perfect SAT scores. I never got anything other than an A. You know, I took. I was my valedictorian in in high school. I took far above. But it felt like nobody cared.
1: Yeah, exactly. Even though it it did matter, and you did work hard, and you did show that you were working hard. But for some reason, there was this other like mysterious sort of element they were looking for that you didn't have, which was knowing people.
3: Right that's that's well th- and and also as I was transitioning careers none of that mattered. Yeah. You know I'm like hey I'm super smart this and then and they're like yeah but you've never worked in this industry or yeah. you don't all your work experience comes you from theater and I'm like no I directed shows I managed budgets I you know I managed teams I brought projects through to completion yes I was an actor too but I also was a director and no one cared they're like you do you know you don't have direct applicable experience and so it was like banging my head against a wall and as a means of showcasing, hey, I'm I'm smart and creative and can write knowledgeably and research and, you know, do something that is more than just kind of like base level. That's why I started Game Theory is it was it was purely to, to boost my resume and to. To act as a portfolio to show, right. hey, I can research, edit, create things that people online are going to enjoy and like.
1: I can charm um, people with my personality. I can, you know, yeah, I can capture I, an audience.
3: Yeah, long story short, I have, I have marketable skills. And that was some, and so this was, you know, back in, it wasn't the super early days of, of YouTube. Like I said, this only goes back four years and, you know, some people have been doing it for like six, seven, you know, plus. Um, but it's, it was one of those things that I, around that time, I ended up moving out to the Los Angeles area. I found out that, hey, YouTube as an industry is, is a thing that exists. Like, this is actually, like, people are viewing this as the next entertainment medium. Yeah. Uh, you know, MCNs, the multi-channel networks are starting to pop up, you know, you have all people this. People making
1: millions, millions right. of dollars just well, for doing their content.
3: Y- right, exactly. And so it was one of those things where I'm like, hey, if I, you know, and I, the thing that I recognized is, hey, I have this science and artistic background and these multi-channel networks and these YouTubers, are like YouTube gives you so much data about how people are watching your content, where it's being shared, how they're engaging with it, but creators don't look at it because they, they don't, don't know how to you know,
1: understand it. They don't. Know yeah, how to they interpret they it. can't
3: interpret the graphs. They can't. I find it you know, strange
1: because like I I you can ask Jake or Chris or there's another guy who runs basically uh, a lot of our media stuff. Jeff, who's been on the podcast before, is a wonderful writer, wonderful copy editor. I uh, and he runs basically our statistics for the show. I ask him about it every single day for every piece of information he's willing to give me. I used to bother my boss to no end about this information because it matters so much to me. Because I'll, oh. <laughs> it's what, – what what's up, Chris?
2: Oh, no. I was just going to say like because I, I do run my own YouTube channel with my own friends. And um we – I have to remind – I'm not saying I have to remind them. But like I have to check our YouTube statistics each day just to like remind us like which content is like the most what's, successful content that we are able right. to produce. not saying that like – We only want to produce the most successful stuff, but, like, it it helps. It helps you understand where you
1: should be going, and what directions you should be taking on things. And the thing is, like, I talked to a lot of people, and this really backs up what you're saying. I've talked to a lot of people, especially at E3. I was asking them, you know, like, how do you, like, look at your numbers? Like, what do you think, like, about this? And they're like, I don't know. I don't look at that. And it's like, why? Why don't you look at that?
2: I feel like, and this is no offense to you, Mr. Matthew Patrick, because I'm sure you know exactly what you're talking about. But like, a lot of a lot bigger people, they don't really need to look at it anymore because like they'll just see their paycheck and they just know they have a big following. Like, oh, all right, I'm good. Yeah.
0: You know? Yeah.
3: Well, and it, and it's also one of those things where like you at at this point, you know, you're you're so busy. If if once you reach a certain size, you're having to pump out videos so frequently, or you know, like. Deal with so much stuff that isn't creative based. You know, you don't have the time to kind of look at that. But I mean, also, like, think about it. You know, creative types are creative for a reason. They don't, a lot of, a lot of them don't have an analytical mind. Like, they right. see, they, they succeed in, in drawing painting theater whatever but you know when it comes to math and science that stuff is oh, is terrible. boring to them right <laughs> yeah. and and so for me kind of having just this kind of like left right brain balance you duality i'm like hey going on. yeah i i can i can interpret this data and you know deliver it to these creators in a way that they can understand you know right. and and i can run tests And that's... this goes back to the neuroscience and i can you know i can run tests on annotations and how descriptions are written and, like, tagging strategies and stuff like that to to, to figure out how YouTube works. Yeah, we were talking and, to
1: uh, Vernon Shaw a few months ago, and he uh-huh. was telling us, basically, you know, like, what he's heard in meetings before is basically, like, what is the next meme? Like, how can we capitalize on that? How can yeah. we capitalize on this sort of market? A lot of the people that work at these companies, like Polaris and, you know, uh, 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 you could cinema, say full, screen, full screen, and- screen. Yeah, full screen uh, maker. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah all those... They look to do those sort of things for the creator because they want them focusing on pumping out as much content as possible. Right. And they want to focus on getting that marketed as much as possible so that everybody benefits as a whole.
3: Yeah. And, and it's, it's true. And it, and it's interesting, right? And this kind of goes to the state of entertainment now. But YouTube and the internet as a whole has created this really interesting space where, you know, it's, it's a platform. Uh, that's built by engineers, you know, v- c- people who know coding, people who do have kind of that like numbers, a mindset, you know, mm-hmm. if X, then Y, um, yeah. and it was you know, built they- for a
1: very specific purpose, defense. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It, right. It, it was it was built by people who are scientists, you know, da- data scientists. And YouTube analytics is no different. But the people who are using it and the people who are thriving are creatives, right? They're the people who are creating interesting stuff. They're they're the personalities who are goofy and wacky. You know, they are the people who are thinking outside the box. Right. And so YouTube is this really interesting middle ground of your left brain and your right brain. You where... need both
1: or else you're going to fail. Yeah, ex- you need to, ex- exactly. You need to or know where to draw in people or how to draw them in, and then you need to keep them there.
3: Right. By yourself. Exactly. Uh, and, and I think that's, you know, that's where I kind of found my, my niche, my niche, right? I think where everybody knows that.
1: Like, that's what you're known for is being the guy who knows not only how to make good content, but also how to like get people to see it. And like, yeah. I think like I have, like, as a, as a content creator, as someone who's trying to self promote a lot of, I have so many questions for you. Obviously, like I have so many things that I would like to learn from you at some point, or I learned from you through your videos, through the, you. the stuff you've done. Well, no, it's it's true. It's like the credit is where credit should. Or the credit is due where it should be, and you've you've definitely taught me some things. And there's definitely things. There's so much I could learn from you. If you look back at, you know, how I market the 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 banners and the the, the write ups and everything like that, there's so much I could do there. I just don't know what to do with it. And right. Some people do, and they succeed. for
3: yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting though, too. And one of the things that I found from working in that, in that side of the industry and in kind of like working with creators, but then also with the businesses that have built up around this space is the, a lot of times the people who say they know what they're talking about don't, Um, which is infuriating to me, <laughs> you know, where you like want a, a solid of- answer. Well, uh, not even that. If if you're okay. calling yourself, you just an wish ex-
2: someone who knew what they were talking about like was in control, because then it would benefit you, you even more than like oh. what the people at top are doing. It's like when people are complaining about like, oh, the YouTube, uh, you know, the the system that they're doing to they like to pay people now, it kind of sucks because it's like, well, now I have to make my videos a certain length or some certain way because yep. YouTube is ruining it for creators as a whole. Yeah. Well, it, and it, and it goes. A lot.
3: Oh, animation is... I, well, I've talked to people at YouTube, and they, they're they having discussions about how to fix but that. to fix the animation thing? Yeah, how to fix that But without making
1: it so that people could just abuse the animation division, I guess you could say.
3: Right. You know, and, and that's one...
1: Valve that's is dealing one... with their DLC, the paid DLC thing, which is a good idea. It's just there's poor implementation about it. Right. No,
2: yeah, the, the... Go ahead. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, just, I, I have a lot of friends in the animation community. A lot of friends I've made through the animation community. I have a lot of friends I've made through, you know, gaming community. It's just like... Just hearing between back and forth, like what each of them has to go through, it's, it's kind of, it is infuriating as a content creator and someone trying to, like, make, you know, good content for the internet as well as, you know, be able to be rewarded for the content you do. And then seeing someone else trying to do something the exact same way, but like they're just able to get away with it because they have mm-hmm. a little extra whatever. And that's just
3: because YouTube kind of looks at them more than they do, like, everyone, you know, singularly. Well, it's, 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 so there's, there's a couple things, uh, you know, first, and one thing that I, I will say going back to the animation real quick is, you know, the one thing that I can say about YouTube that, you know, I, I fully respect is, you know, I have a lot of contacts at YouTube at this point. I've met a lot of people and I've gotten it on good authority that, you know, that video, I forget who released that one video about like animation doesn't work on YouTube. I um, mean,
2: I know, but so a uh, friend of uh, rice pirate mick uh who i met through animation he's done a video there's ross from game grumps he's done a video there's Cid right. he's done a video about it like they're all because they, they're all friends and they all they all have the same problem and yeah those came out around last year i believe
3: yeah. And, and, the, and I will say like the, the thing is YouTube sees those videos, they get circulated internally and, and they do prompt a discussion at the company about like, you know, is this really a problem? What can we, you know, if, if they decide it is what, what can we do about it? Things like that. Um. So I, I do give them credit for that. The, but, but like you said about, you know, how infuriating it is sometimes to, to deal with this system. I mean, even for us, um you know on the game theorist channel like we're fighting a losing battle um right and it's and it's something that like yeah we're we're an enormous channel we get you know millions of views which is phenomenal but the reason i i have to know the platform better than anyone else is because you know our content fundamentally shouldn't work on the platform um you know it takes a hundred hours to make an episode of game theory uh but you have all
1: this space in between you have to make I think it takes I think you said your schedule is about like once every 2 weeks you can make an episode. Yeah, it it, it YouTube... used to be
3: and we've been able to we've been able to speed it up at this point, And and we have that takes to. extra work.
1: That takes more manpower obviously.
3: Oh, 100 oh, 100% like we we work, you know, everyone who works on the channel at this point works so hard to to make it still function. Um but but more and more, we're feeling increased pressure with the YouTube Gaming app that's going to be coming out soon. Oh yeah, um, that's
1: a new thing. I, I I really don't know much about it. I really oh there need to. It, it
3: you know it comes with all its own set of frustrations and difficulties. Like oh it's like the, a totally
1: different system entirely. I thought it was just like a modified version of the YouTube. Like what do you no, I, 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 what do you Adam what do you
2: what do I I'm sorry I tune out for a second. What do you mean? What is well, the there's
3: there's a specialty. So, real quick, there's a specialty app that's coming out that is specifically for gaming content.
1: Yeah, they were featuring um, their YouTube like a gaming thing at E3. There was like a whole thing that Game Grumps there. They had Hot Pepper guys. They had a bunch of people, I think. Yeah, yeah. And
3: and so it's a separate like viewing navigation experience. Okay. You know, it's an exactly. app of of just gaming, right? Is it only Lives, an app
1: though? Live streams, uh, let's plays, all that sort of video content, sketch comedy. I'm assuming.
3: That's yeah, it's gaming. I mean, any anything that could fall under gaming will be on there. But the problem is, you know, channels will get extra promotion or will get sorted. I, and, and granted, it's still in beta. So we'll we'll see what happens. But you oh, know, so what you're
1: saying is that you think that as a result, some channels may be blocked entirely from the overall YouTube and just like forced in this tiny category. But then also dominate that said category so nothing else can succeed in there. But now these new channels that want to be something like that's in the middle or like make gaming content but also regular content, they're going to be kind of like stuck where they can't really be on the main channel but they also can't be in the gaming one. Is that your it, is that your concern at all? Oh,
3: uh, uh, ish. I mean, <laughs> being Sorry, be, be No, famous. no, it's fine. I I mean, being stuck in the middle is tough. So we're an educational gaming kind of fusion and and that kind of puts us at a disadvantage. Right. We're not a let's play channel, which also puts us at a disadvantage. So at yeah. this point, th- gaming on YouTube like requires you to pump out a lot of videos ve- very quickly. 3 episodes um, per day for yeah, some and, people. And and that gives you kind of algorithmic benefit um the the youtube gaming app and and they've made it very clear that like hey this app is going to promote channels that do live streams um you know and when you're theorizing about games that's not really like an easy thing to do like that's not what we inherently do right but in order to stay competitive you know i'm currently talking with the guys about like hey what sorts of live streaming things can we do that still fit with you know our theme of well-produced, uh, you know, thoughtful content, but is now, you know, well, tied to some sort of live I component. Mean, then you also we have, get to the... thought
1: about this, uh, we thought about something similar. we thought about this idea of, you know, like, what can we do that is a podcast, but is still, like, because we want to do more things with, like, the fans and we want to get more interactive. We want to give our YouTube channel, which, like, Zelda Informer has a YouTube channel, but we never really use it. The only thing that goes on there really is the podcast and things I did at E3 myself uh, with the guys. So, stuff that I have basically produced is all that's on the channel and a couple other videos. But, uh, we want to make this sort of like, we want to make more content on it. We want to make that channel what it can be. And I think for you guys, at the very least, this thoughtful sort of thing that you could still be doing with live streaming is play through these games that you feel like have all this potential things that you want to show people in person, as opposed to showing them like clips. If you want to show someone like through a game with like very interesting characters and you could be talking, maybe there's like two or three of you at the time, just sitting there and talking about this character, talking about things that are going on. Symbolism in the world and representations in the world. I think that'd be a great series that I haven't seen a lot of. It's like a thoughtful sort of let's play that you really could. I mean, uh, sorry, work on. I mean, grasp get a hold of that. No one else. Yeah, it's and
2: and I think. Oh, go ahead. Oh no! I'm just saying, that, like, with all this talk about like creating content, like, just to fit YouTube. But then you get into the the thoughts like, is is YouTube now still worth it anymore? Is is pr- creating content for this platform still working if it's not going to be- benefit you in the long is run? Is it worth
1: trying to dive in?
2: Like, I mean, I'm not trying to dive in. I'm just trying to like say like now you have to adjust the content you want to produce for this platform, and
3: it's not
1: it's, right. Are you it's losing to your? Make you, are you losing the idea? Transit yeah like, I
3: mean at for us at this point, I mean the answer kind of has to be yes, right? You can't just what well, like we have this is where we've built our community, yeah. and you know we could try to transition them over to to a website or or something like that, but at the end of the day, like YouTube has made all of this possible um which I they made an you industry. Know, I, yeah they they've made an industry they've the thing that I think is incredible, and people complain about like the ad revenue split and this and that, but it's like YouTube has created literally like tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of jobs that didn't exist 10 years ago. Lots which of independent is, jobs. It, yeah, independent jobs where you're able to create your own business. Like, if, like I wanted to be an actor, right? Actor, director. Right. I never could have done that in theater. Could I have done it in TV? No, of course not. Dude, I wanted but to now, major in
1: college in comedy. You think that's a, you want to know how many schools have that degree? Speaking of (laughs) useless degrees. Columbia. And that's it. Well, there's like, there's like SNL and things like that, but there's, there's SNL and like one other theater company or theater troupe, which is like, uh, like there's very few improv and sketch comedy groups that you can actually make a living with. Right. And so you kind of have to like make your own way there. And it's like, I I, I totally emphasize with that, like sort of like drive to want to do theater, but it's not something that you really can do. Mm -hmm. And you know, there's all these, I guess, limitations in general. Just but it's,
3: and it's, it's also interesting, too, because on the on the issue of the ad revenue splits, it's like people complain about oh YouTube takes too much or whatever. But like, hey, everything that you post on Twitter, everything that you post on Facebook is content that you've made. Like, it, it's easy to kind of write that off as like, oh, it's only a tweet. But but you spent the time to create that and you're hoping it gets retweets and likes and favorites and whatever. You're trying to set um, an
1: idea out for people to see.
3: Right. And, and to entertain people and for them to talk about it. But the, and, and, you know, the, the, if you, again, zo- going back to the Zelda discussion, if you zoom out, what does that do? It means that people are using Twitter. But the thing is, Twitter isn't sharing any of its ad revenue with you, or Facebook isn't sharing any of its ad revenue with you. And so, like, YouTube's model is pretty unprecedented, it's very brave, and, like, I give them credit for that, but it does, but at the end of the day, it's scary, right, because, and I talk about this in one of my videos, but you're creating, and, you know, we've created a lifestyle, a business, you know, a, a, you know, a team uh, where our jobs are dependent on something that we don't own, and at the end of the day, you know youtube could say oh screw gaming we don't want gaming or oh we, we could have that final
1: play. moment where someone tries to sue and then it goes to court and game it let's players lose as a whole
3: yeah exactly oh, and and God. so i mean it's and
1: what does that mean like how does that crush that that'll crush multiple economies <laughs> i mm-hmm. think it's going to be a it'd be a major that's why it hasn't happened yet because most people most studios understand especially the bigger ones know that it's like it's not worth messing with it is really right. not worth the trouble you're not losing as much as you think
3: Yeah, exactly. No, it's, it's, it's totally true. So, I mean, that's, (laughs) I I think we've, we've strayed off topic, but it's, I'm sorry. No, no, it's, it's quite all right. But so I think that's what, just some interesting points about YouTube. But the other, the last thing I was going to say is, you know, going back to my desire for there to be experts, right? Like, we, we talk about how it would be, how YouTube, people at YouTube, like, should be the experts and are, are guiding things, but also, like, the, the multi-channel networks. A lot of the problems that I've seen from working in this space and being so tied to the business side of things and and, and seeing... In, in LA, you can't escape it, right? Uh, right. You just see it all over, um, is you have these multi-channel networks who have popped up and are like, hey, sign your channel into our network and we'll help you develop your audience and grow your channel faster, as, this uh, and that. As Philip and,
1: DeFranco once told me, don't sign a third of your soul to Maker because yeah, it's not worth it. And I'm like, that's such an interesting thing to say. That's such an interesting point because that's usually the idea is to get kind of signed on to a big partnership.
3: Exa- right, I mean, and and from what I've seen is, you know, the audience, the audience development experts, quote unquote, you know, the people who are going to help you grow your channel and accelerate it y- your channel is signed into their system and they're taking money from you but they're they're no smarter at it than you are like maybe no one's they... been in this
1: business long enough to have known the knowledge about this sort of system to be able to have, be an expert on it right or, 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 maybe the... or they
3: haven't or they haven't run the test. Ta- like what what I, think... I you know what i've been fortunate enough to do and you know am kind of in in a unique unique position to do is run the tests and figure out, like, this is what YouTube is favoring, this is how users engage with this platform, right. and this is the way to, to maximize it. And, you know, you would hope that the the experts at these multi-channel networks would be able to do that, but the sad truth is, not a, like, no one is. Like, there's maybe one or two people that I've met in the space that I'm like, okay, this person knows what they're talking I about. I mean,
1: like, I, from what I, what I think of it is that, Right now, I think of it as every five years as a generational shift in the YouTube space, in the online content space. So every five yeah. years, you have this different generation. First generation is two thousand five, two thousand ten. Second generation yeah. is two thousand ten to 20, 2015, 20, late twenty fourteen. And right now, like,
2: like the generations are even a little shorter than that. Even a little bit. A lot
1: like, of a lot has changed in the last three years. I, I rounded up to five years just because it's a little bit easier to remember. Yeah. Um, I think right now, like the this podcast you know me Jake, Chris us guys we're, we're third generation we're the beginning of the third generation and you you're in the second generation which is a which is really impacting what could be in the third generation what, what, what is still to come and I can't even imagine what what things will be like by the if it still exists by that point the fourth generation right and it's it's scary because it's so fast it's such a big change there's no there there hasn't been enough of a solidarity in that
3: mm-hmm so what's my favorite Zelda game? Yeah, <laughs> let's finish that. Oh my god, that was so, so serious. No, no, but I mean it's Ugh. and it's important. Yeah. Like part of the reason why you know, even though I'm I'm working on the channel all the time, like part of the reason why I still help other channels, I consult, I you know keep that part of my life still very active, is because I'm passionate about it, and I want I want people who are doing interesting, fun to be creative things with the platform to succeed and Mm -hmm. you know i want to equip people with as many of the tools as possible so that their content can get seen and get views and you know so that it's not just another hundred let's players but it's like hey here's a channel that is putting production time into their stuff or is doing thought-provoking work or you know and so that's that's why it's such an important like it's, it takes up time when I don't have much time to give, but it's, <laughs> but it's, it's a worthwhile investment because, like you said, it's investing in the future of what this place, what this ecosystem looks like and, and what people are watching and how they engage with it. Cause right. it's an exciting transition time and we, we're helping to shape it. Um, and if I can ar- help arm people with the tools they need to succeed, like that's, that's me kind of trying my best to pay it forward.
0: Yeah, you're
3: a real stand up right. guy, Matthew Patrick. Oh, awesome. hey, thanks. Shucks. Thanks. He's also very hey, pretty. Hey. <laughs> shucks. Man.
1: <laughs> That's I, I, word I'm I not going to lie. Tomorrow. I have no idea what this episode will do, but it's been one of the most pleasurable. I mean, we could stop now because we've been on for a while, or we could keep going depending on your mood. It's been a long episode. We've got I, a I'm fan with...
0: fiction and a quick amiibo story. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> okay, let's very, mention, yeah, let's, your, let's, your favorite let's Zelda wrap game. it up
3: with that, and I, we, can talk, we can talk more Zelda next time you have me on. Oh, definitely. I also never one, heard what you
0: thought the Ark of Night was, but I guess I'll never know.
3: <laughs> we'll save that for next time too. I will have played it by then, and I'll yeah.
0: have All known. Right. Here, let's Wait. let's do this fan fiction. Favorite the yeah, Mio favorite story Zelda. He wants to say no, favorite Zelda, Zelda game first. Really <laughs> sorry, Matthew. God,
3: what? Oh, oh, yeah. What's your Zelda favorite? Game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, favorite. Uh, I think um, I, lo- I love I um, love Link to the Past. I think Link to the Past is my my favorite. I also really. Uh, have a strong appreciation for Link's Awakening. I think that yes. one
1: is Matt, underappreciated. you just said two things that made me so happy in a row. <laughs> oh, good. I don't I know. You that. like Link's one.
2: Awakening? Oh, wait. You actually own it. You just got it. And yeah. You got the Gold Edition, too, didn't
1: you? I, uh, no, I got the... No, I got Zelda 2, and I have Zelda uh, 1 for NES, so... Uh, but I have played Link's Awakening, so... I'm not good at it, but I played it. <laughs> and I like it. Uh,
0: so, your your least favorite Zelda very fast.
3: Who least favorite? Um, I'm you know honestly, I'm not a big fan of the the DS installment, uh, or or any <laughs> of any of the ones that like had to be controlled through like the stylus. Yeah, no, okay. those were um, bad. Yeah, I those were just kind of. I will soul. say, Spirit
2: Tracks sucked. Just because I've yeah. always said Spirit Tracks sucked, but uh Phantom Hourglass, I enjoyed that because I, I'm
0: the inverse. Uh,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah, Jake. You and I have just talked about this plenty of times before. But like, uh, you didn't like. So the very first installment was Phantom in Hourglass, I believe, with yes. with the stylus. Yeah, it was. What? Why,
3: why did you not like that? Really fast. Uh, I, yeah. I I just didn't. Honestly, I just didn't like the control scheme. Mm-hmm. Um, that was everyone's big with that, I think. Temple of the Ocean
0: yeah, having to repeat it every time was super annoying.
3: Yeah that that also frustrated me. that also frustrated me. So i I'd, I'd say those were kind of the big reasons why. All like right. it just became too prohibitive of the to the experience all right can, you were thinking about
1: sense. tapping more than you were about actually going through the dungeon
3: yeah exa- exactly all
1: right uh and i guess now jake oh. you want to tell your amiibo story Yes. Yeah. we have that to say before we the by police. the way we're probably going to put the uh we're probably going to say the the fan fiction for after the credits so stay tuned after that because it's going to p- probably uncensored so uh i don't <laughs> want to have to censor all that because you know, there's a lot of stuff in there i cannot censor and possibly still great. keep it together yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. You'll just so, lose yeah. context if you censor everything. So,
0: like, yeah. okay. late, The
3: the late night portion. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> adult swim hours. for Cartoon Network.
0: <laughs> okay, so, uh, for those of you who follow the show, you probably know that I'm a masochist, and I collect Amiibo, um, which is one of the worst things you can do if you want to, like, love Nintendo. Um, so anyways, uh, they announced on Reddit uh, like a couple of GameStop employees were like, hey, uh, we're really not supposed to tell you this, but uh, there's going to be a restock of Ness and King Dedede on July 9th. I and, want
1: uh, Ness, but I don't want to hurt myself.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you know the worst part. Okay, I'll get to that. Okay, so they were like, you know, quantities are limited. They're probably going to get like about four each per store. And uh, so like I, I asked her on the GameStops and the GameStop, the thing is, is that they have a confidentiality with Nintendo that they cannot breach. So if they do know anything, they're not allowed to say it. Like, they're not allowed to say, yeah, we have this amount, come here tomorrow. So, like, uh, basically, I checked the window, like, after they close, which is when they do it, and it said, you know, 7S, 4 D. and, um, so I was like, okay, wow, that's really not a whole lot, uh, so I decide, I'm gonna, you know what, I'm gonna wake up early, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna line up, because I'm sure there's gonna be a line, I wanna make sure I get what I want. Um, I, <laughs> I waited in line from midnight? to 10 and you know what the best part is what there was no line
1: <laughs> oh <laughs> you were the only one there. i was the only one there until 9 30 wow.
0: but i didn't want to wow. go home because i was like oh but if i go and i come back i i that's I, tragic it that's,
3: was hey but that's that it, and you got it
0: i did get yeah. them and it was like a bitter like salty defeat like as i as i unboxed them i was like what cost did I wait in line for 10 hours in the Orlando store? just been sport. like, I'm
1: getting two copies. And, they're like, but, and you're like, no. <laughs> no. I get I just, two. I, I guess like to. the
0: new releases are the ones that people line up for. Because like I've had such bad luck with it where uh, I lined up for the Greninja pre-order. I woke up at 5 a.m. for that, by the way, and I still didn't get a Greninja pre-order.
1: We talked about that. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah but like I showed up at midnight. I'm still doing it wrong. Oh, God. <laughs> So, I have a mess, but I also, like, lost all self-respect.
3: <laughs> I, uh, I kept expecting that story to end with, like, and they didn't
0: have them. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, and the best part is I told Caleb, who you haven't met tonight, but he's another regular on the show. Like, I told him what I was doing because he and I were, were playing PS4 together, and I told him I had to cut it early because I had to go. And uh for the first, like, hour, he just sends me Snapchats of his disapproving face. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh I love I love Caleb snaps Caleb, because they're Caleb always so funny. Caleb's are the best. His it's when I snap him You should, have seen, you should have seen Matt. He should've seen his back. uh Oh okay, you can say your thing. Uh, I just uh, uh,
2: so the other day I was riding my car and I was blasting the Smash Brothers soundtrack cuz I own that. And uh <laughs> I w- the Pokémon theme came on and I was like Pikachu, don't and then, freaking Caleb just shows up on Snapchat with Pikachu plush toys and like Pokeballs, and I'm just like, no, why is he adding on to this already bad Snapchat? It was great; I was enjoying it.
1: Uh, but you should have seen his things during E3 because he was talking. Oh, he, lo- no. he loves Metroid, so his reactions—oh the- yeah, Federation yeah. Force were gold, yeah. gold, <laughs> gold. <laughs> gold. <laughs> Uh, it's really that, bad that I I love to Blast suck.
3: Ball. I'm sure he was excited about Blast Ball.
1: Blast Ball. Oh yeah, that's like, World Cup. Yeah, it's yeah it's
3: yeah yeah
1: FIFA 2014 Metroid Prime Edition. Ha,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's funny.
1: Anyway, uh,
0: okay, so I I think we gotta wrap it up here. Yeah, I don't know, we've been.
1: This has almost been like two we, we were and a half supposed hours. to talk about
0: Smash characters that we wanted, but I you guess know we didn't what, have Matt.
1: To- Matt, I guess I'll just yeah. yeah I would love to really have you quick. back sometime in the, in the I, near future at the very least. I'd love to do it. This was a blast. Yeah, we, we definitely need to schedule something soon because I cannot wait like another eight months or something <laughs> for you to come back. <laughs> I would lose my mind. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys for joining us. This has been a really, really fun episode. Uh, I really hope you guys love the discussion. It's probably one of my favorites. Super uh, th- happy I want to thank you guys so much for joining me, Matt, Jay, Chris. You guys are phenomenal. Ooh. Uh, if you guys, And thank you, everyone, to send in fan topics. It really stimulated the discussion. It made it all the better. I wasn't expecting so much. Uh, but if you have any of your own topics, theme songs, submissions, anything like that to help us, you know, get the ball rolling and really, you know, dig deep and things like that, please send them to us at zeldainformerpodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that's Podcast at gmail.com. Stimulate it. Get that ball rolling. This has
0: rolling. been – This has
1: Follow balls. Matt on Twitter. Subscribe to him on YouTube great. if you haven't. I'm sure you have because he's awesome. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. It really helps. Matt. And I give you updates about the podcast. When I'm working on it, and uh, yeah, you can hear more from us on that side. So, yes. thank you again for joining us. All uh, right,
0: it has been great. It has been Dandy. I love all of you,
1: <laughs> Matt. Who
0: Good, do you think of the Ar- Matt. Who do you think the Arkham Knight was?
3: <laughs> You'll have to find out next time. <laughs> no, I want to
0: find out now. Who was it? Wait, Matt. <laughs>
2: if, if you could, if you could end that, do your do what's your ending? Your ending thing. This has been uh,
3: okay. Okay, here we go. Yeah. But hey, that's just <laughs> a podcast. A Zelda Informer podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. Hey! Who's the Arkham Knight? Watch out! Hey. <laughs>
1: 3 I want Welcome to the first ZI fanfiction right on the podcast, uh, right, starring Jake, Chris, and Adam. All right, here we
3: go. Adam walks in. Jake sits in the spot that he was in last night. Still, he's dressed in that <laughs> sexy, sexy Zelda
1: costume he was dressed in last night. Adam says, Jake, I want you to put your penis with mine. <laughs> Jake said,
0: <laughs> Please insert your thing into mine.
1: Chris
3: walks in, completely
1: naked.
2: All the drugs are gone. I did all of them.
3: (laughs) Said Chris, with a slightly crazed smile on his face.
2: Wait, are you kids doing the squirrely dance without me? What the hell, guys?
1: Adam retorts. Chris, you duplicitous taint. Why don't you (coughs) get your shit together? You need to stop with all the usage. It's starting to affect the way you think and the way you feel. Chris was (laughs) speechless. (laughs) He didn't know his
3: drug problem was so obvious to his friends. Well, it's none of your business anyway. It's not like it has anything to do with you or
2: with you two assholes. Jake said, Listen, Chris,
0: we all know you aren't actually mad at us. You're just masking your real feelings with this anger.
2: You don't know me. You don't understand.
1: Adam responded, Chris. We are here for you. We know how it is. And regardless of what you say, we will always be here for you.
3: Well, what am I supposed to do? Chris said, beginning to sob. Jake stood up, smoothing out his pink skirt as he did so.
0: Wait, I'm wearing a pink skirt. Oh, your road is a long one. One of healing and forgiveness yourself.
3: Jake walks over to Chris and puts his arm around him.
0: And me and Adam will be there for you every second of the way.
3: <laughs> Chris looked toward Adam, who smiled a loving <laughs> smile and nodded. But first, first said Jake. What's up?
2: Hashtag Bloodsex. sex. The end. Thank you for the sending. End. <laughs> yes,
0: thank you for sending in your fanfiction. That
1: That's such a dark turn.
0: Wow, yeah. I,
3: I am all hot and bothered now. But so. first, let's have hashtag <laughs> Dude, jazz
1: the entire time. Like- jazz <laughs> is going to be played. Oh my gosh. Hashtag God. buttons. This is the best.